This week on Nintendo Main, we have Martin Watts here to help us celebrate the 20th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Hi, everybody. Yeah, make sure to listen! talk about uh yeah i want to talk about all the fun noises in that later when we get to it but yeah mm-hmm. here here we are this is a nintendo main podcast episode 149 uh we are your hosts i'm trey johnson <laughs> <laughs> i'm john born to play knitter born to play i'm jeremy dead dompy mikowski and we have special guest uh martin watts here again from n64today.com what's up hi guys thanks for having me back do you have a do you have a middle name that you want that you wanted to use uh, for uh, today? I don't know if I should go with something something Zeldery or not. I'll be Mighty Darunya. I don't know. <laughs> Mighty Darunya. Like now sure. you got to do the dance. That exactly. Yeah. Oh god, I, I don't think I could even uh, even come close to, to matching <laughs> the brilliance of that dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to be able to do it though. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> come on come on come on yeah i love that part uh, um it's just so the way that link steps back sort of awkwardly whilst <laughs> whilst it's happening as well just do your thing man do your yeah. thing. exactly yeah yeah that, i wanted to i mean we're 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 here to uh celebrate the 20th anniversary of ocarina of time which i know was like a week or two ago but we just uh with the holiday and all that i wasn't able to get to it now but i definitely that'll be the topic and we'll do like a quick intro but I, 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 at one point, I did want to talk about, like, favorite moments of the game, and that is, like, one of my favorite moments. Also, the part, like, after you beat that dungeon, when, like, all the Gorons show up and they want to hug Link and he runs away screaming. Like, that oh, part's okay. hilarious, too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just playing dropping that. Dropping down from the sky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just kind of pop in, and, and then he's like, ah! Yeah, that part's, that part's hilarious. I, I forget. Yeah, you forget how much charm is in that game, but we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. At the end, but let's do what we normally do at the beginning and talk about what we bought, what we've been playing. Um, I'll go first because I don't really, I haven't really gotten much since last since last week. Because last week it was a Black Friday and I'd got all those all those games and all that stuff. But I think there was one that I got which um, was pretty cool. I don't know if it ever came out. I don't think it ever came out on the English eShop yet. But I picked up uh, what was it? I, I picked up Outrun for um, for the Switch, the uh, my my favorite Sega racing game. So nice. I don't think I don't think it ever showed up on American eShop, but I got it on the Japanese eShop. If you, uh, for those of you at home, you know Outrun, right, John? The mm-hmm. uh, it, same game. It's a it's a old Sega racing game where you uh, you basically have a, a certain amount of time to drive, and you can drive different ways, and it's like how far you can get. And there's like six different endings at the end where you can go to different places during on depending on which turn you make, but. It's a nice game, and I had it for 3DS. I had the 3D version. Now I have it on Switch too. So it was it was one of those uh, Sega Ages games. So I think it was only like eight bucks. But I bought it off the Japanese eShop, and I still have 
I still have my my nest egg there from before, even though I think I only have like ten dollars left in there. But that's that was my purchase of the week. I mean, most of it I've just been waiting for Smash. But uh, John got some stuff, right? I in got your, some stuff. Yeah, in I your got preparation for the Smash release. I'm John Born to Play Knitter. I got the GameCube controller. You did, Smash yeah. You, uh, I guess you're it looks yeah. so fresh. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. I, this controller is just, ah, uh, man. Uh, the GameCube controller might be my favorite controller. Mm-hmm. It just it fits my hands perfectly. It's and big, I and love big enough. The shoulder yeah. buttons. Yeah. Uh, that's why I, I didn't want to get the the one from what was it Power A, the wireless one. Oh yeah. They don't have the proper shoulder buttons on that one. Yeah. That was the big mm-hmm. thing for me. Yeah. It doesn't have the rumble either, so, but really it was the the buttons on the shoulder. That that's what like makes the GameCube controller the, the analog. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So. I got this. This was thirty bucks, and I got the adapter as well. Yeah, and that is the um, that's the Wii U adapter re-released, right? Re-released. Yeah, yeah. it still has the Wii U branding on the box. Uh, oh, nice. It also says <laughs> yeah. Switch now. <laughs> oh, so they did. They did print a new box for it. They did print a new box for it. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. Um, I haven't located mine yet. I know. I know. I have it somewhere, but I don't know where. So yeah. and you I, can use the GameCube controller for other games on Switch too. Yeah, I yeah, that was really surprised about. It yeah. just shows up as a wired uh, Pro controller. Yeah, that's awesome. Like you, uh, you send, um, yeah, you sent me a picture of you playing uh, the Messenger on there, and right. and you used it for Mario Kart as well, right? For Mario Kart Eight, I did. And I played uh, Baby Park, and it was just like I was playing Double Dash. Nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought when you said you were playing Double Dash, I thought you had hooked up your GameCube or Wii or I don't know. Do yeah, you... I was joking. I just texted him a picture of I was playing Baby Park with my GameCube controller. It's like I'm playing <laughs> Double Dash. Yep. Because uh, you have a you have Double Dash, right? I don't have that game actually. Oh, you no. don't. Oh, you don't have Double Dash. Mm. It's too bad. But yeah, no, that's, that's a pretty fun game. That's great that it works for other stuff. I was afraid that it was only going to work for Smash Brothers because that was how the. Uh, that's how it was on the Wii U on the on yeah. the original Smash Brothers, or the, on the yeah, Smash Brothers yeah. Four. It only worked for that game, but that's cool that you can do it for other stuff. So yeah, with any game, yeah. So um, one thing I forgot about was how noisy the shoulder buttons can be. Oh and yeah, so yeah. Like, I was playing it late at night. I'm like, I probably shouldn't be doing this. I got neighbors. Uh, like they could definitely hear it. So maybe I'll do Pro Controller after midnight, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, during the day, GameCube. Is it that? Is it that close? Like you're in a you're in a studio, right? So you're like you're in a room mixed with other rooms in a house. Yeah, I'm in a studio apartment, but yeah, you know, walls are thin. Mm. And like, listen to how noisy this is. Okay. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty loud. I've heard worse from neighbors <laughs> than just than just that. Yeah. True. I remember a satisfying uh, clank, you know? It's yeah. got a good sound to it. It is satisfying, yes. Yeah. I've pressed the button, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's confirmation that you've mm-hmm. raised it. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird, too. Uh, I always thought it's hard to hit the button quickly on the top there because of the analog and all that shit. So uh, so you're um, you're doing the whole plunge, right, John, for Smash Brothers? Are you planning on... Uh, are you, like, I know you... So you have the, you have the controller, you have the adapter... Mm-hmm. Um, you're planning on getting, well, obviously you're getting the game. Is there going to be a midnight release tonight? Have you talked to that GameStop by you? Uh, no. Well, tonight I actually, uh, I'm going to be working late tonight, so I wouldn't be able to uh, okay. get it at 11 anyway. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go first thing in the morning. Okay. Um, I did pre-order the game at GameStop and I did the whole purchase. I'll, I'll be playing online tonight, like once it's, once it launches, but I won't, uh, 
I, as far as I well, aside from uh, friend of the show Kevin's uh, party on the nineteenth, um, I don't think I'm going into. I, I have any other Smash Brothers party coming up, but playing the game online should be enough for me. And I'm going to stream it on Thursday, and hopefully stream it Friday night too if Jeremy's into it. So. It'll be fun. Or if you have it by then, John, you could uh, call in too, and we could do a three stream thing. So you, so you have, you got that. You got the controller. You got the adapter. Um, are you gonna go for the Sega game too, the Sega collection? No, I'm gonna hold off. Okay. Um, oh yeah, and also, uh, much. and also, uh, uh, Katamari Damacy is coming out as well. Are you going for that one? Or are you waiting on that one too? That one, yeah, I'm gonna hold off on that. I'm gonna, okay. I figured. You know, in the end, it's just going to be Smash this month anyway. I'm not going to be playing any other game, so sure. why not put it to next month? Yeah, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting about Katamari Damacy because uh, what was it? Uh, that those guys who redid um, the Dragon's Trap game that I liked so much last year they they have their new game out now, which is uh, Monster Boy. Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom just came out, which looks which looks awesome. It looks like a sequel to to um, the uh, Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap. And I really want to play it, but it's forty bucks, and it's like Smash Week and all that. So it's like that. It's like that game and Katamari Damacy and the and the Sega Collection like all come out on the same week, and it's like, uh. But I think I'm gonna. I, I have to wait on that one. I, I really want to get it next week, but like you were saying, I'll probably just be playing Smash for the most part. You know, that's that's the big that's the big uh, pick of the week for the show. So it's Smash, of course. Which 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 I'll be streaming tonight at uh after eleven whenever it launches digitally. So anybody who's watching this on Twitch or wants to watch it later, nice. they can. Nice. Have you gotten anything or want to mention anything for the week, Jeremy? For what we've been playing and buying and all that. I've just been playing like playing lots of Messenger. Yeah. Uh, kind of hung up on a boss right now and had to sort of cool my jets and lay off for a couple of days. But which boss? Uh, the demon boss. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I was hung up on him too. The one the demon boss, it's pissing me off because I like get him like where he's flashing, where he's almost gone, and, mm. and he always kills me. Yeah, I think that one took me like about a, almost a week of going back to it and like you know giving up and ugh. And then it was about a week or so of doing mm. that, and then I finally beat him. All right, is that the same one you were stuck on when you were here, Jeremy? The one that yep. guy that like yeah, yeah. He's the one that it's mostly when he turns into that floaty uh that floaty thing that you have to jump over that's really hard I actually to figured out how to get past that part it's just that yeah. part where he makes the we have to stay ab- above the floor oh yeah yeah i could i can like either do that flawlessly or i just can't do it at all mm. how are you finding that game are you finding it super difficult or kind of like i was telling that sweet spot for you i was gonna say i was telling trey that uh i definitely think he should go back to celeste because it's on par with celeste mm. What do you mean? Like difficulty or difficulty wise? I think yeah. that it takes just as much of a, I just found as much that, of yeah. a go get them at, you know, attitude to like keep trying mm-hmm. over and over. Cause I, according to the, the demon guy, I've died a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the little dude that shows up, he will mention like how many times you've died every once in a while. The guy that brings you back to life and steals all your yeah. coins and all that. So I'm going back for all the, the green challenge coins and, I think I'm at 526 deaths right now. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty intense game. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm getting close to that already, and I'm not done yet. Mm. Yeah, that that demon guy. I remember just getting just like I don't know, just kind of trying it over and over again until I got through him. I don't think it took I don't think it took me like a week, but it was kind of one of those things where I felt like I just 
I don't know. I did just it eventually he was just dead and I was like, Oh, okay. You just right. gotta just gotta kinda keep keep at it, but but there's, there's a couple yeah. bosses in there that feel like an end boss. Yeah. And like when I was playing the game at first, not. I'm like, Oh, is this the end of the game? I didn't realize how long the game was. And uh, it is pretty long, but yeah, he does feel like an end boss to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty meaty. It goes. I mean, I, I played it for fifteen hours, which is longer than I thought it would be for just the um, style of the game. It is since it's modeled after old NES games. I thought it'd be a little bit shorter, but I'm not complaining about the length because I thought it was great length, but went a lot, a lot longer than I thought. But um, but I think I think my feelings reflect both of yours that have played it. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, it's got great music. I love the graphics. Uh, song the songs get stuck in my head. So oh sure, know. yeah, they're they're super catchy. I haven't gotten around to getting the getting like the um the future version of the soundtrack, but I'd like to. So I mostly just listen to the NES version of it. But yeah, it's an excellent game. If anybody out there doesn't have the messenger yet, check it out. It's not on sale anymore, but uh, I think it got nominated for like two things maybe for the Game Awards, which uh, I'll be streaming later for anybody who's got watching. Best independent game of the year or something. Yeah, or best deb- and best debut indie game. Yeah. Which I don't know what that means. <laughs> what it's best like debut? First game. Yeah, first game of, from yeah. a company or whatever. Also, the yeah. uh, the postal service gives out an award every year for best message delivering game. It's oh, <laughs> in contention for that. <laughs> best best game involving <laughs> messaging. <laughs> well, he never delivered that message because it was because it was what? his message. Spoiler. Oh yeah, spoiler. I thought you got that far where the message turns out to be a, a map that you were trying to deliver. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think I did get to that part. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, are you, uh, what are your plans for Smash Brothers, Jeremy? Are you going to get it tonight when it, when it, uh, hopefully when it debuts? I haven't downloaded it yet. So if I do, it's going to be, it's going to take a second. I might, I might try the, uh, download it from work thing, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how reliable that is. I've never tried it, but I did get it to work for 3DS for, uh, for that, uh, Twilight Princess Picross game that was on there. I was able to download it. I did it once. I bought the game on my phone. Yeah. Did it download at yeah. home? Yeah, downloaded it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not able to get it tonight. I'm gonna. It'll be in the next couple of days. But okay. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure I'll have it tonight. Just sure. remember to leave your switch on before you go to work. Yeah. I was hoping that. that uh, yeah, I was hoping you could have it for for tomorrow, maybe for our like Friday night stream. We could do it if you're around. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be playing it later. It uh, it's it seems to be getting reviewed pretty well all around, which isn't surprising. I mean, it, it looks oh, great. I didn't read any reviews. What did IGN give it? 9.4 which, all right which whatever that doesn't i guess people are getting mad about the that it's not like higher than 9.4 but who cares because they gave Fortnite a 9.6 <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah it's like so who people can, are like then it must be garbage if 9.6 is the standard for yeah whatever whatever they haven't even played um, the game yet what are they talking about how yeah, could yeah. they know yeah yeah <laughs> some people have actually i saw somebody streaming it on twitch yesterday like uh, it said, like I might get banned for this, but it, I don't know how they. It was probably one of those things where they sent it to them early, you know. Yeah, I did see a few people got it early yeah. on the group, yeah. on the Facebook group. Yeah, apparently, apparently, like it leaked too, sort of, and you know, people who steal games, which you should never do, were were playing it early, which you know, hopefully they're buying it too. If if they're if they're there, you are. If they're so buying, how about you, if they're buying when, it earlier, does it come out? For you? It comes out tomorrow as well for you, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be midnight tonight. So not that long to go, in all fairness. What about six yeah. and a half hours? Yeah, um, you're, what, what's your plan? Are you going to go digital or physical? 
Well, this is the thing. I still have not bought a Switch. <laughs> yeah, Mark uh, doesn't have incredibly. a Switch. Oh, right. right, right. <laughs> um, which is mad. That's like, I think my, my friends are ready to disown me because they're like, mm. why are you buying Smash Bros? You love Smash Bros. Yeah. It's like your favorite game growing up. But I've just, I've just held off for the moment. It's just I haven't got the console. I would very much like to play it. It does look fantastic. Nice. Um, you, can play, uh, you can play the original one. Uh, Smash Brothers 64. Yeah. Do you have anything? Are, are you doing anything with that for for your site for the for the original release? Not yet. I should I should do um, at some point. I, I was hoping to sort of tie it in maybe, but then I also thought everyone probably is going to be thinking about Smash Bros. Ultimate. You know this this sort of coming week. I think if I go, oh here's here's Super Smash Bros. 64, they might they might be like, eh, we don't care about that. We that's only got twelve characters. We want seventy four or seventy five, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. It's the original though. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, but yeah, uh, no, it it's it's. Uh, I I probably will. I I I'm thinking I'd like to play the original again. Um, very soon. I, I mean, I play it now and again anyway, but I have like a proper full playthrough, record some footage and things like that, mm-hmm. and, and get a review up. Yeah. Uh, speaking of reviews, I uh, I read your Body Harvest review. I thought it was I thought it was pretty rad. I uh, Body Body yeah. Harvest is one of those like rare gem games that I've always loved, and it's nice to see somebody else give it the recognition that it deserves. Is that's as, a Rockstar game, right? Yeah, that was an old yeah. Rockstar game. I love Body I love Body Harvest. That was one of those like it was like a later release sixty four game too, right? Like wasn't it kind of like towards the Middle, uh, middle, middle to end of the life so cycle. Sort of in the middle, maybe, but um, okay. it, it came out later than it should have done. It was meant to be a, like a launch title. Oh, okay. Uh, we got yeah. delayed, or maybe maybe I didn't play it until later. But I, I played it later in the life cycle of '64. But it was a game that I always really, really wanted to get, and I ended up buying it. And uh, even like I, I love the game, but even having it, like I, you know, there were issues, like what you mentioned in the review, like especially the whole like not being able to save until you beat the entire stage like that always was a major problem with the game because, and I don't think I was able to beat the whole game because of that, because, because if you put like an hour or so into a stage and then you die and then you have to start all over again, that's never fun. Like not even in back in, uh, back in the nineties when I was playing it, I was still had a hard time sticking with it after that. So, but I mean, it's still, I, I, I was impressed by the graphics of it at the time, even though it does look pretty archaic now. I loved like that opening intro, like with the, you know, where he gets attacked and there's like the blood dripping and all that. I always thought that was so yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real cool opening actually, and mm. it it gives you quite a different vibe to what the game's going to be because it's very because it's set aboard that tiny sort of space station and it all looks really claustrophobic. And then oh, sure. actually, when you get to the game, it's just massive. I say it's massive, but yeah. comparatively massive open world. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of running around between towns and villages and things. Yeah. But it was almost like a, I mean, it was like a pre GTA, like with uh, with bugs and all that, you know. Before, I mean, I don't know if I don't. I mean, I don't think GTA. I don't know when the original like PlayStation GTA One came out, or if that was pre or post that or whatever. But I had never even heard of such a thing, and I liked the idea of jumping into vehicles and fighting giant bugs and all that, and how it was all like all out like old science fiction and all that, which my favorite mm. type of stuff. So really dug that. Yeah, no, it's a uh, lots of the. Um... Uh, and one of the things I want to write about actually at some point is uh, all the like the pop culture references in the game because it's it's mm-hmm. like in a way it's kind of like playing like an old B movie kind of oh yeah 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 um, for sure thing and there's tons of especially like in the 
uh, in the second stage, I think Java, uh, and it's sort of set in 1941, but you, you go around and, and just everything, it's just like a tongue in cheek reference to something, mm. you know, there's sort of like classic films and, and other stuff. And it's just amazing what you can find in, in the detail. There's, there's, there's some of it is really obscure because, um, Rockstar Norfolk yeah, at the time they were, they were DNA design because they were, um, they're based in, I think they're based in Scotland. Um, they had quite a lot of, there's a, I said quite a lot. There's a couple of like very obscure, um, sort of British like pop culture references, um, which nowadays like people probably won't remember. But there was one, there's one thing I won't go into details of it and things like that because I, I think it'll be lost on most people. But you know, they're covering things which you just, you look at and you go, how, why, why is that in the game that makes, that makes no sense? You know, <laughs> like why would you, why would you feel the need to, to, if you're going to put a pop culture reference in, put one in that people are going to know, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I would, I would love to read something about that. I mean, once once you put it up, of course. I mean, I will once I find it. But well, you know, uh, pop, like what kind of pop, pop culture reference would be in '98, like that you wouldn't uh, get out, outside of the context. Let's think evolution. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what is? It? Let's think of. So, I mean, like, uh, in I'm trying to think at the time. Well, some a lot, a lot of things in there are like Star Wars related. So those oh, okay. are like the really, really obvious ones. But then there's one um, which I mean, this one's actually fairly known. I think even IGN might have mentioned it in their like original review of the game back in like '98 or whatever. Um, but there's a in the very the, I think one of the first village you come across in the game. So you, the first level is set in Greece, 1916, and you you drive to this village. And it's got a or town or whatever it is, and it's got a fire station with a couple of fire trucks outside it, and that's called Tromptonus Town. And the name of that town comes from uh, there's an old, I believe it's a BBC uh, stop, uh, what is it called, like a stop animation or stop, stop motion animation? Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Kids series called Trompton, which was part of a trilogy of these things. They were made like in the sixties. Um, and I remember watching Trumpton as a, as a child, like my parents bought it on, you know, like on VHS or whatever. And, um, you know, it's this really old school sort of classic, you know, it's, it's the sort of thing my parents actually would have watched as a, as a kid. And it's all very charming and things, but because it has these fire trucks there and you use them as part of the, there's a part of the game where you, you then have to go use them to put out a, a blaze in another, in another town. It, I don't know. It's just that sort of, that's a nice little reference, which actually it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not too in your face or anything like that, but if you notice it, you're like, "Oh, that's actually really cool." I don't know if that's then lost on an international audience because I don't know, I don't know how well known Trumpton is, but mm. I, um, that would have been totally lost. I, I, but that's kind of one of the cool things about making a reference like that, yeah. though, is like sort of wink to your your hometown mm-hmm. people, mm. I guess. You know, yeah, yeah, I like that. You know, it's it's cool that it's cool that somebody that, that you are doing doing the research like that, so you know, like where the actual you know, where, where that is in the game is coming from. You'd be like, Oh yeah. Cause I, I would have never known what that was. Like, mm. uh, I didn't. Yeah. So it's, that's, I always like, I always like looking at stuff like that. A lot of, a lot of podcasts do that too. Like where they're like, like I, like the, like friend of the show sort of like talking Simpsons. They, they'll go into like every reference that the show makes and go do the, do the, you know, let you know like where that joke came from or whatever. And, I didn't even I didn't even know that there were so many. I mean, I, I it would make sense that there would be so many references in Body Harvest, but it's definitely worth a read. Like looking looking through all that stuff. So I best sure. uh, I best get to work on it in that case. I got a lot of work to do. So, <laughs> well, it's a preview preview to the podcast <laughs> exactly. to the web to the website for for us listeners to uh, something to look forward to. Of course, 
As far as uh, are there any other big games? Like what? Like what is your next uh, review that you're that you're planning on doing? Or do you know? Or do you want to talk about it? Uh, next big review. I've already revealed this because I was sort of. Uh, I want to say I, I sort of got. This going to sound worse than it is. I sort of got like emotional over it, where I just had one afternoon where I was like. I'm really fed up. I need to play. I'm going to play something. I don't know what I'm in the mood for. And I think I put Wave Race on. And yeah. it just, even even though it's like a really super positive and upbeat mm. game, and every mm. time I play that, you know, usually always puts a smile on my face. I I put it in and I played. And I played sort of about ten minutes and then fell off the jet ski or whatever. And I thought, no, this isn't working. <laughs> so I thought, no, I'm going to change games. So then I put F Zero X in, which is one yeah, of my yeah. absolute favorite, you know, games of all time. Mm. And it's been a while since since um, since I've played it, um, but I put it in. I was playing on my CRT TV, so I had the sort of the best possible sort of visual experience for it. And it was just the minute I saw that sixty frames a second, thirty cars just hurtling down mm-hmm. the track. It was oh, it was amazing, and I was just obsessed with it. You know, it was a thing I only played. It I only had about like half an hour. I played it, and then from that moment on, for the next two days, all I could think about was, was F-Zero-X and nice. how I needed to be playing. That's awesome. <laughs> I was thinking, I've played this game loads of times before, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's been fun going back to it. I really mm. enjoyed, you know, I really enjoyed it. And I think that's, um, you know, for me anyway, it still holds up really well, but I need to be mindful and think, you know, people who aren't me, you know, are there things they're going to take issue with and stuff in the game when I'm, you know, when I write the review, uh, which I had to be very mindful of when they did the Body Harvest review because mm-hmm. I love that game to bits. Yeah. It's you know, one of my top five games, but it is very flawed. So, um, but I've also been playing alongside F-Zero-X. Um, I don't know why I'm playing both versions. So I could just play one, but because they're the same, but I'm playing F-Zero-X and the expansion kit, which came out for the 64DD. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Nice. In Japan, so I'm playing. Uh, it's quite handy. Someone's made a um, an English language hack of that, which you can essentially run. You don't have to have the the, the DD software and uh, sorry, the DD hardware, um, which is really handy. So you get to experience the. They had some extra cups in there. There's, I think, there's two extra cups with tracks developed by Nintendo or Nintendo EAD, and then there's a there's an edit cup where you can put six of your own custom tracks in. Which you can then and you build those using a, a track editor, and you can also build your own vehicles as well. The the map editor and the track editor are a bit limited, to be honest. Mm. Like uh, I say that you can do some cool stuff, but they're not as I don't think you can create courses on par with the ones that feature in the game as, as sort of standard. Yeah. Um, and the and again the vehicle editor is sort of lots of predetermined mm. parts and things like that. You can't really go outside of it, but it's, it's it's cool, you know, cool stuff and mm. the extra. Um, the extra tracks that they've they've added, like one of the cups, I think it's called DD Two Cup, is just amazing. You know, it has, there's one track on it. I think it's called um, oh, what is it? It's, I think it's like White Land Free, and it's called Great Star is the description. And just you know, the, the tracks probably there's sort of like five different parts of the track, and it's just so varied. You know, normally most F Zero X tracks have like one main gimmick. You know, it's like a pipe or it's a half pipe. This has got just everything in it, and it just is absolutely amazing. Like. All the cars, you know, by the end of the race, you've lost like 20 of the other cars because, you know, they just can't handle the, <laughs> the sort of insanity of it. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So they like fall off and, and bust yeah, and bust yeah, they just yeah, you know, yeah. go straight off and those bounce mind things. I don't know if you remember those. You go over them and you'd lose energy. But then like there's one like right on a corner. So it just sends someone flying straight oh, nice. over the edge. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'll just go play Wave Race instead. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's... The, it's the cycle of N64 races, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's badass to be able to play the DD version of that. I always wondered uh, wonder what that would be like. I guess, and and like the creating of the of the uh, ships and all that, or the and making your own car. That's kind of like a precursor to uh, F Zero GX because you could do that mm, in there. Yes, as well. yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. Yeah. So do you have a you have a DD or are you using an emulator for that? I, I'm no. <laughs> using well. I'm technically using an EverDrive. This is terrible because yeah. we're just talking about not not stealing games and things. But I'm using. Yeah, but I mean, someone's that modded I mean, it. I oh, think. God, I see. Yeah, no, I, I think <laughs> that's for. I think that's forgivable because, like, how many DDs are there out there? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't talking. About, yeah. They're very expensive. Yeah. I'd have to sell my house to buy one. So yeah. When I was talking about stealing games, I was talking about games that are readily available, like Smash Brothers. Yeah. But as far as like you know stuff for the DD, I mean that thing's next to impossible to find anyway. Like a or like an English one, so that, that's generally yeah. my approach as well. Yeah. I think like <laughs> you know some games you can't get hold of, and uh, someone actually enough, someone was saying was having a sort of go at me about this the other day on our Facebook group where. Mm. You know, it's just saying, oh, it's, you know, you should be ashamed you're using an EverDrive, you're stealing games and things. And, I, and it's because I, funny enough, was showing a picture of Wave Race. Yeah. And I was like, but I own Wave Race. I have, yeah. a, I have a PAL copy. Yeah. I have the Japanese Rumble Pack edition. You know, yeah, I, right. I think I bought it again on Wii U. Like, I've, I've bought this game multiple sure, times. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't think I'm like, you know, defrauding Nintendo or something by, by not. And even then, actually, I bought all of those games, all those versions of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I bought, apart from the one on the Wii U, I bought them all secondhand anyway. And, and yeah, yeah, so it doesn't even money. So. Exactly, <laughs> right. yeah. I think it's kind of on everybody, everybody individually, you know, to take it on themselves. Like, do I own this game already? Cool, fine, whatever. Right. I own another copy of, mm-hmm. of, of the file, right? But, like, personally, myself, on emulation, if they haven't released the game in another form by now, I mean, every other yeah. major playable game, you can get any game from any major series on just about any play, whether it's Steam or Nintendo yeah. or PlayStation, whatever. Yeah. You can get the Castlevanias, the Mega Mans. Yes. Yep. You know, what are the odds you're ever going to get the DD version of F Zero X? Never. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Never. You're never, you're never going to, you're never well, going to get that one. Especially since you have to get. A, fr- a fan translation anyway mm-hmm. right i mean you've Ideally, already yeah. you already need you already need that yeah as it is so what's what's the extra step of putting it on the everdrive so that you can actually play it yeah yeah so yeah don't worry don't worry about that at all i wasn't <laughs> be angry mob coming up i didn't i didn't i wasn't sending that towards towards you on the everdrive i mean that's i think that's perfectly you fine pitchfork emoji especially pitchfork, for the yeah. yeah especially for the dd and all that you know i mean because it's right as great as it would be to have one of those, they're incredibly inexpensive and rare. So, I've only yeah. seen one one time in my life, and that was like six months ago. Oh wow! So I've a, never seen one at a trade show. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I've never like actually physically like stood next to one or anything like that. But it was. I would like to. I think it was like twelve hundred dollars, and wow. the games. Some of the games were like three or four hundred dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's very expensive. Yeah. Well, the that was one. That's one of my things. Like when when Jess and I go go to Japan next year um, on our honeymoon, I'd like to I'd like to see if I can actually find one. Not not like buy one, but I'd like to see it. Like if I can find it, like Akihabara or something like that. It'd be, yeah, it'd be just, cool to actually see one. You know, <laughs> I stood in front of it for like ten minutes, and the guy yeah. was getting a little bit annoyed. <laughs> you know, like what are you doing? I'm trying to actually sell this thing. You know. 
You're like, but yeah, but it's that was happening all day. But it's the DD, man. It. Oh, I just want to be near it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think <laughs> I could. I don't think I could afford to buy one, but I would like to see one. It'd be really cool to see one in the wild, you know. And apparently, it's it's probably probably a higher percentage of it in Japan looking for it. Not that I'm, you know, think I'll be guaranteed to see one, but it'd be really cool if I did. I know they, I know they treat their used games very very well down there. Mm. Well, uh, do you guys want to let's talk news really quick? There's not a whole lot of news for the week, but I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about the, this all this VGA talk about the uh, Game Awards going on tonight. Sure. Apparently, there's a uh, well. Nintendo said on a, on a couple occasions saying like that everybody should watch tonight because there's going to be announcements. And uh, one in particular, they did say make sure and watch if you're into Smash Brothers. So I don't know if anybody said this yet, but I'm thinking that maybe they're going to reveal one of the characters tonight. Like one of their downloadable characters, like maybe maybe not all of them, maybe one of them, maybe a couple of them. I've read somewhere that Nintendo has already decided who they are. Like so, they've they're already like worked out and all that. They just haven't revealed it. So I could bet be. you anything that they'll reveal one tonight at the thing. Could be. The other rumor flying around was that maybe they were actually going to release the game early, like as soon as the awards are over. Well, it I mean it Smash. is, but it is going to be released, but as oh. soon as they're over. Because it'll Wait, be. What time does the awards start? Well, the awards are at seven thirty. So if they go for two and a half hours, it will be released at the end of the show because it comes out at okay. eleven. Yeah, true. So I mean, it's already kind of like that. I mean, it'd be kind of a dumb idea for them to be like at the beginning of the show, being like, "Oh yeah, Smash <laughs> is out now." Nobody watches. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like, "Hey, Smash Brothers is out," and then it's like, "Okay, cool. Uh, I'm not going to watch the rest of the show. We're going to go play Smash Brothers." Ratings. Everybody yeah. leaves the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm interested to see. Uh, there, there's been a big. Uh, I mean, the big rumor, which I don't know where this comes from, but people think that they're going. Well, I guess some. The thought process is like last last VGAs. They showed um, what was it? They they showed Bayonetta. They they announced that they're going to do Bayonetta one and two on Switch, and they're doing Bayonetta three on Switch. So everybody's like, well, maybe this time it'll be Metroid Prime Trilogy and Metroid Prime Four or whatever, which. No one said anything about Metroid Prime Trilogy being on the Switch. Not that I don't want it to be on there. I just having it being well, like a surprise release like this just doesn't really. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not buying it, and I don't. I don't believe that that's happening. Even though the quarter stemmed from it being listed on a Swedish yeah, retailer yeah. site. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, so I guess there's some basis for that possibly happening. And it just does make sense. Like, if they're going to release Metroid Prime 4 next year, right, is what mm-hmm. they said. Yeah. Now would be the time to release the previous three games to warm up the people who haven't played yeah. any Metroid Prime games. Well, they would also have to re- they would have to rework all of the, all of the um, controls in it, though. Because Metroid Prime control, Trilogy yeah. was made for Wii, and everything is uh, yeah. pointer-controlled. So we'd have to, they would have to rework the whole game and make it back to to dual sticks, which which they never really were like that. And uh, and Metroid Prime Three like never never had a, a a stick mode; it was all motion. So so that would be it. Would be interesting to see how they would do it if they do it. I'm just saying I don't buy it because it's it, there's a lot of work, and I also don't buy there being a physical version of it. I think if they were going to do it, they would just drop it digitally, but. But don't get me wrong. If they do it, I'll, I'll be totally into it and want to get it. But it seems like a weird time to do it, like especially with the big Smash Brothers release and all that. It just doesn't seem feasible for them. I don't think it would come out now. I think yeah. it would come out in like February or March. Mm-hmm. Sometime that would leave uh, 
an ample amount of time for for players to play through the game before getting Metroid Prime Four. Mm-hmm. But I think it's sure. I think it's I, I, I would put my money on it coming out just because there are a significant amount of people with a Switch who've never played Prime, yeah, any Prime games, and they want to lead people into Prime Four. Sure, I mean, I would. I mean, Nintendo is not really <laughs> known to to be that smart about it. I always wanted them to do that, but they don't. Like for like, uh, you know, they've never really done that for previous ones. Like didn't they didn't release all the previous Mario 3D games before Odyssey or anything like that. So I mean, it's I don't, I don't if I was putting money on it, money on it, I would best guess that they weren't doing it. But I want them to, of course. I'd love to play it on the Switch, but we'll see. You know, but I wouldn't put I don't know, I would put money on it. But actual actual announcements, there is going to be a new Fortnite thing revealed on there. Some sort of new sandbox game involving Fortnite. That one was actually confirmed, so that'll be cool. Apparently, there's also going to be a remake of Crash Team Racing, is what I heard, which was the only Crash game worth playing. So I think that's uh, pretty <laughs> rad. <laughs> there's some pitchforks there, but I mean, that's my opinion and fact that uh, Crash Team Racing is the only game worth worth actually giving a shit about. I haven't about. played Crash Team Racing, but I'll back that claim up. Yeah, Crash Team Racing is awesome. <laughs> it's like basically, it's like Diddy Kong Racing. But like with Crash, it's very much like that adventure, adventure uh, racing thing where there's a map where you drive from one race to another. It was a lot of fun. I played it on. Uh, they, there was like some PlayStation Plus thing where you got all the Crash games for free, and I played it on. So I played it on PSP a bunch, like the uh, Virtual Console version of it, and it, it is like a shit ton of fun to play. So if, I'm hoping that it's going to see a Switch release. I mean, the Crash, the Crash trilogy is on Switch, so why would it not be on? Uh, why would yeah? Why wouldn't the Crash Team game be on be on there as well? So that's what I'm looking forward to. But yeah, if anybody is watching this, you can watch me watch the Game Awards later tonight. So that'll be fun. I'm gonna have some drinks and watch it on Twitch and uh, comment. Hopefully, there's some more uh, drunken uh, drunken rambling like last year. I don't know if you remember that guy that like was like talking about how the games were better than movies and all that, and he was like totally wasted. I don't know if you guys watched it last year, but there was. This rings a bell. It's I forget which bell. guy. He like won an award, and he like and he like ranted about like how much better the game industry is than movie industry, whatever. It was dumb, but hilarious at the same time because he was obviously like completely tanked, you know. <laughs> he was like, "Fuck you, man." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that so, the guy who made? Um, it wasn't the guy who made. Uh, is it called No Way Out or something? It was the indie game. Which it was EA... some. Yeah, it was some weird like uh, indie. I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, the guy like made a made a vast, an ass of himself and it was pretty hilarious <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> <laughs> so, so yeah but uh actually cool news involving uh nintendo uh lena uh lena rain from celeste will actually be doing a performance there at the, oh, at cool. the game awards tonight because uh oh, yeah. they're trying to they're basically trying to make it like the oscars where like every like in the oscars like every nominated song there's a performance of it in the thing so they're doing the same thing, like every game that's nominated for best music, which it's a shame that the messenger isn't in there, but Celeste yes. is, and the girl who wrote Celeste, she'll actually be there. I don't know, she'll have an orchestra with her, so I don't know if she's like uh, conducting it or whatever, but she'll be on stage for it, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm interested if so she'll be, be playing like keyboard or if, uh, if it'll be like a more of a DJ kind of setup where mm-hmm. she, yeah, like she's, I wonder. Yeah. Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry. What were you saying, Jeremy, about the D- DJ setup? Well, like, yeah, because I don't even really know. I know she, because I follow her on Twitter, and she talks a lot about different software and stuff she mm-hmm. uses to make her music. So, 
is it just gonna be boiled down to the brass tacks and it's just gonna be her and a piano or well uh, what are we gonna get here she's gonna have an orchestra they did say that like okay. in, in the so that's why i was kind of trying to figure out like will she be playing part of it will she be like conducting it like I mean, she'll be on stage but she'll have an orchestra with her so maybe she'll yeah maybe she'll be like at a playing piano and there'll be stuff with that i don't know but i'm, I'm really interested to see it i think it'll be great i am too yeah i think that's cool that an indie game is up there for best game game of the year. Game of the All year the too, yeah. Triple A titles. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty cool. That yeah. must have been a pretty um like very on purpose kind of decision. Mm-hmm. They must have thought about that. Well, I mean it did get I mean if, if I don't know how they choose their categories or who gets nominated, but yeah. Celeste did have a lot of like a lot of buzz behind it when it came out. Yeah. So maybe that's what incorporated it. I mean, they had PUBG like not even done last year as game of the year. So, you know, and look what happened to that. Sure. <laughs> that one disappeared. I don't know so, how much yeah. you guys know about the game game awards, but like, I'm wondering who puts it on, who's the sort of governing body behind it. It's spike is what's behind it. Mm. Spike TV, which is but funny, which spike is funny. TV is now defunct. Well, they're still, I mean, they, they, they were the, they're still doing the game awards though. I mean, which I think it's because they were the ones like they started it way back when, and they're keeping it going now with this. Right, which is funny is there because even a Spike they, TV channel. I, I thought there wasn't a channel anymore. I don't think there. I don't. I don't think there is a channel. I don't know what it would. I watch it on YouTube, so I don't know what it would be on, or if it's on TV. I don't even know if it's on TV. I, I would just watch it streaming. It's, I, uh, I mean, I've always thought the Game Awards because it was like Spike putting it on. It was like the MTV Movie Awards, mm-hmm. you know. And I always thought like. I wish that there was, you know, with the Academy Awards, they have the Academy, sure. which is, you know, it's actual people who are in the movie industry, mm-hmm. you know, voting on things and all that. So I've always thought like the Game Awards was kind of like not legit because it's put on by Spike TV. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, but felt, maybe, I felt the same way. I mean, I never really had respect for it, but they've like... I feel like they've put a, evolved, it seems. They put a lot more into it. Like they're really trying to be like like they're calling it the game awards now, like the game awards. Like they're the only game awards there are, you know, like that type of thing. So I feel right. like they're really trying to and they have been. I mean, last year was it was like a big presentation, you know, they had like live performances and like all this and they're very much trying to make it like the Oscars. So you know, more power to them. If they weren't doing if they weren't doing like big announcements and all that, I wouldn't really care, but it's almost kinda like mm-hmm. That's part of the fun of it, I guess, and the part part of the fun of watching it. And last year when I watched it, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, shit, I should be, like, streaming this or something. But last year, aside from the Bayonetta stuff, they also announced uh, they dropped that Zelda DLC, like, right in the middle of it. So that was cool. That's like, right. the final, like, Breath of the Wild DLC. So, so it has been something, you know, they're trying to make an event out of it and more power to them. I'll just be interested yeah. to know how they make their decisions. I think it's all vote. Right. It's all it's all voting based. I don't know about how stuff get nominated, but the voting is all right. you can do it because I voted. I went on the website and voted. Like I did vote well, for Celeste like, for there, Game of the Year like and all the that. People's Choice, yeah, awards section or whatever. But I think the rest of it is no. You vote is, all of it is all of it is People's Choice for the all game of awards. it is really okay. Yeah, because you can vote for everything. So it is like person voted for. But as far as like how they choose the categories and the games and all that, that would be up to them. Like what's nominated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, you you vote yourself, so it's all uh, it it it, it all is all based on the viewer. So yeah, but yeah, that makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? Because if you 
I suppose if you if you if you sort of predetermine what's going to be in each category, it stops people from potentially you know getting getting some terrible game mm. sort of nominated in the first place, right? And sure. Sort of like you know making some a sort of, of a mockery of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you uh, you can still level five did something like that, didn't they? Is it level five where they they did like a character vote on? They said like, who's your favorite character? And of course, you're expecting like Professor Layton or something, mm. and then everyone bombed it, and it ended up being like some plane or something like that oh, was yeah. the, the, the crown the best character <laughs> yeah well i mean that's like the they voted for Bodie mcbook face uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well it's like uh it's like smash brothers like with the new character where it's like waluigi everybody votes for that and it's like that's not a good character but uh yeah i think that's i think that's all i had is there any other news thing that you guys know of all i really had down was the uh game awards stuff um let me check uh uh i, I played uh, i played some warframe I don't want to talk about it for a whole long, but it, it's a fun game. You should check it out, John. Fun, really? Warframe. It's for free. It feels like, as far as much as I played, it feels like a full-on game, you know, like a third-person shooter. It reminds me of the game Vanquish for PlayStation 3, which was like a super fast. It, it was a platinum game, like a super fast shooter. Kind of reminds me of that. But I played around with that, and it's actually worth checking out. Mm. It's definitely like, yeah, on the Twitch side of the shooting yeah. genre. Yeah. You're not really, really kind of like ducking behind a corner and like trying to take guys out. You're just like run and gun. Yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no cover in there that that I know of. But from what I played of it and I, I enjoyed it and I I'll return to it. And it's totally free to play. Um I think I I found a spot where it like asked me to buy a bundle or something but I didn't and it didn't really stop me from playing it. So I think you should check it out if you get any sort of free time from Smash Brothers, John. Or Jeremy, okay, you, you can I'll try it out. Yeah, I've been I've been playing a little bit of it. Oh, you did try it out, but I've just gotten through the intro part. Oh, okay, and yeah. actually, I'm I'm in my ship and I can't figure out how to like go anywhere. Oh, you kind of just like, I think it I think it marks it some. You just walk up to one of those consoles and where it shows the map of Earth, and then you just pick a quest from there, and then it'll take you somewhere. That's how that's how I was doing it. But yeah, it does get it does throw a lot of stuff at you at the beginning, where it's just like I don't know what this means. And the font is super tiny too, so it's better to be played on a bigger screen because some of it's kind of hard to read. And actually, I think playing it portable, you know, is is okay if you can read it. You know, have it close enough to your face. <laughs> but yeah, that's what. There's uh, some Tetris news. Oh. Yeah, they had the Tetris World Championships this week, and it was pretty dramatic. If you guys haven't watched it, I really recommend taking a look at least the the closing minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't looked at it yet. Yeah, there was uh, the seven-time Tetris World Champion, uh, Jonas Neubauer. Well, there was a bit of an upset. He was defeated this year by a 16-year-old kid, Joseph Saley. Just a kid kind of came out of nowhere one of those come out of nowhere stories and he just defeated the the champion. Mm. So it's, it's, you know, spoilers if you're planning on watching it later, but that's what happened. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, definitely check it out. It's, it's pretty dramatic. Um, yeah. I bet. Cause the kid, w- the kid was behind for like mm. a long time during the match. Yeah. Um, really come, you should watch it. It's just worth the watch for sure. He yeah. came from behind it. Yeah. He, he did it. Uh, yeah, they... and else? The um, Toe Jam and Earl, the new Toe Jam and Earl game, comes out on March first. That yeah. was announced this week. Oh, cool! I don't know. I don't remember if it was announced for Switch. I think it was. It should, but, it'd be it'd yeah, be weird if it wasn't. It'd be weird if it wasn't on Switch. 
Toe Jam and Earl. Are you? I think you might be the only one I know of that's uh, excited about that game, John. I just love <laughs> the look of it, you know. And it was one of those games that I never played as a kid, but at the time when it came out, I didn't have the Genesis yet, and I was like, "Oh, that looks cool!" Like cartoony alien characters. So I was it always kind of appealed to me, and the new style of it uh, is kind of a throwback to like early '90s alternative comics, and it just looks like graphically it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, depending on the what else comes out at that time, it's not on it's not on the eShop yet for coming soon. But depending on what else comes out at that time and the uh, price, I, I don't know. I've never played a Toe Jam and Earl before, so be, I have be new the for me. Uh, second one on Genesis, and I played a little bit of it, but I hear the first one's better. They're both completely different from what I've heard. Yeah, they are. What, the one I have is like a more of a straight-up side-scroller action adventure, and the, the first one's like a top-down view roguelike something or other. Yeah, <laughs> some sort of a roguelike procedural generated. But the mu- the music's real funky, and I don't know. It's stylistically, it's definitely a product of its times. Mm-hmm. But I like that about it, and of course, that '90s aesthetic is. I'll check it out, especially if we get the other two, which we are right. They're uh, part of the Sega Genesis collection. Oh yeah, true. Oh yeah, they're they're going to be on. Which that comes that comes out tomorrow as well. Uh, while you were gone, Jeremy said uh, John said he was gonna he was gonna pass on that one for now. Oh, I'm gonna pass on it. Yeah, not that I don't want it. I still want it. I just practically speaking, all I'm gonna play this month is Smash. So why not? Yeah, wait till next. It's an month. expensive month. Yeah, it is. Why definitely. do all the big games have to come out on Christmas month? Well, I mean, it's it's an expensive. <laughs> why? It's an expensive week. Like, uh, you know, like it's really weird to release the Katamari Damacy game and like the Sega collection on the same day as smash brothers. So it's like, why I guess it's releasing for other systems too. So they're thinking about the people who don't have switches who don't, who don't care maybe, but uh, probably there will be a lot of people who like they buy smash now that now they're like, okay, what am I going to do on my Christmas break? You know, like they still want a new game in like two weeks. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So hopefully it'll get, it'll get sales later later. But uh, let's uh, if if that's all you, all you guys got for news, let's take a break and get to uh, get to our topic and get to talking about smoke arenas. Sure. All right. song is always my favorite song from uh ocarina of time that we were just playing that's a catchy beat yeah no that that's there's a lot of really good songs in there but i think that one's my all-time favorite of all of them so yeah let's let's talk about the ocarina of time like the game that's considered by many to be the best game of all time now and it's 20 year anniversary and the uh am i correct uh when was the release the american release was the 27th right 
uh, ooh, 20, I want to say 23rd for some oh, reason. It, oh, it was 23rd, yeah. Oh, it was the 23rd. Okay, yeah. I mean, you would you would know, of course. <laughs> Bart, Bart <laughs> well, would know. know. I, the... I could be wrong. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'm pretty sure, I'm sure you know. Uh, yeah, according to, yeah, 23rd. Was which... that the UK release also? Uh, I think the UK release is a fair bit late. I want to say 12th of December. Oh, uh, oh no! 11, uh, it says eleventh. Yeah, according December. to I don't know how according to Wikipedia, is, but... it says the eleventh of December. Because I remember it coming out. I remember it coming out before Thanksgiving, or maybe or maybe around there. If not, I don't know what back in twenty years ago. I don't know what the what day Thanksgiving was on. If it, I guess was it were they still releasing on Friday then? I don't even know. Like way 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 back in the day. But uh, I wanted to. Um, I wanted to ask you guys at the beginning here of our Ocarina of Time episode, what is your, um, I don't know, what is your beginning experience with Ocarina of Time? Like, what was your very first Ocarina of Time experience or story? Firing it up Christmas morning. Like, when did you first play it or what? when did it that first, like, it. blow you away? Yeah, I got got a Christmas morning and uh, immediately, like, as soon as the presents were all done, ran downstairs to my basement uh, where we had the TV and the the 64 fired it up and you, know, you got to remember at the time, like internet video wasn't really, wasn't really a thing. And no. so when you turned on a game, you didn't really know what, what to expect at the, the first time you turned it on. And of course, I think Ocarina has possibly one of the best openings yeah, yeah. of any video game. just sets the mood so perfectly mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, every other action game or whatever, it's just like blah blah blah, cool stuff, blah blah blah, gun blaze, whatever. You start out this game <laughs> on a quiet field in the evening and with a horse trotting along and that peaceful music. You know, it's just it. It's like, oh, this is the kind of game this is, and it mm-hmm. just it was striking to me. It's one of my, my most vivid video game memories is turning on Ocarina for the first time, just being like, wow, this is like so different. Yeah. That was I was, my experience. When I was uh speaking of that opening, like I was I had just I just did like a stream of uh Ocarina of Time. I actually played it for about like probably played for it about like twelve hours. But uh but I I was thinking watching that opening, I'm like, man, this opening really is a spoiler. Like if you didn't know uh if you didn't know that Link was gonna turn into adult Link later in the game. You know, because mm. it shows him like running around with the with the horse and all that, and I was like because I'm trying to think of, I'm like, yeah. did I? I'm like, did I know that he turned into a Donk Link? I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm sure I did because I stayed, you know, because I read like so much ahead of time then, you know, and there wasn't really the spoiler thing wasn't really then either, you know. So where it was like, I don't know, it wasn't so much. We're like, I don't want to know what happens like after the beginning or whatever. So I mean, can you imagine the uproar if if uh, the new Zelda game came out a couple weeks later, other yeah. parts of the world, like that would just ruin it for yeah yeah people. like it would be spoiled by then yeah well i mean that was yeah now everything is kind of is a lot more uh release everything on the same day everywhere but back then it wasn't because uh they were saying you had like a month to wait there almost almost a month like yeah. for, for the uk release which i'm sure was awful like if you know <laughs> have to wait for that i mean i guess it wouldn't be it would probably there wasn't it wasn't so much the information age then where you would see exactly. as much of it and see, you know, see as much spoiler stuff as you were saying. But yeah, the, uh, I remember getting it. I think, I think that, uh, the Ocarina of Time was the very first game that I ever, like, 
or probably one of the first games that I like bought on the day or like I reserved it and bought it around the day. I don't know if I got it on exactly the day or around the time of the day, but I actually bought it. I bought it from uh, Toys R Us. It was a Toys R Us game. So back in the day when that was still there, which I think it's it's a furniture store now. The uh, the one that was over by me, it's, it's officially <laughs> completely gone and turned into something else. But uh, but yeah, I remember I remember reserving it. I remember going in there and I got the you know the little paper slip and like took it in the back and turned it in for a game. And I remember I brought it back to I was at I was at Lincoln I was at Lincoln Christian College then, and I took it back and I took it back and I played it a little bit and I'm like oh this is all right and then I went to go see my dad for Thanksgiving. And I was gone, and I was gone for like a couple of days. And I left it. I left it in my room, and my roommate was playing it while I was gone. And I came back, and his like eyes were like so bright, and he was like, "Dude, he's like, dude, this game is like the best game ever. You got to see it, <laughs> you know." And I and I had like, I left it there, and 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 it all of a sudden had become a phenomenon, like practically overnight, you know. Like everybody in the dorm was like, "Holy shit, this game is so insane!" And they and he had already gotten like. He'd already gotten like well into the second half of the game, like when Link's the adult and all that. So I had, you know, and I think I had only like, I think I had only maybe beat the first dungeon, maybe the second dungeon of there, of, of, as, as young Link. So I hadn't become adult Link yet. And I remember him like kind of helping me through that first forest dungeon, you know, and like show, like doing like the Phantom Ganon and be like, oh yeah, no, he's running through this painting and he turns around here. And yeah. And that's what, and I just remember it just blowing up all over the dorm and everybody getting crazy about it. That was that's my uh, my first uh, Ocarina of Time experience. What do you guys got? Who'd like to go first, Martin or Jeremy? Uh, I can go. I yeah, go ahead, Martin. <laughs> you sure? Go yeah. for it, man. Um, yeah, I think uh, first I was going to say my experience. I think is really similar to to John's, where it was Christmas morning. Um, you know, obviously, it, it's it's funny that you say like you know it wasn't wasn't the information age, but you know, magazines and things, they just hyped up the game. You know, it'd been in development for so long. You know, you'd seen so much of it and it changed so much of things. Just to finally get your hands on it was was really magical. And, I, and again, it's that it's that intro. You you turn it on and immediately you know, well, you knew then anyway, that you were in for a real different experience. It was so graceful compared to, like, most video game openings and things like that. Even, even other N64 games, you know, you didn't get... They still felt very gamey, whereas... Even Star Fox, which is quite a cinematic game, the opening still feels it doesn't feel quite as, as cinematic as, as Ocarina of Time does. You know, it was very very good. And I remember I I sort of um I popped it in and and I think I mean, I must have played it on Christmas Day. I remember it took me a few days to get to sort of, you know, to beat the first three dungeons and do the, the time travel bit. And I remember I still remember the time travel thing. It was probably quite quite late for me at the time. I would have been about um I would have been about 12 years old or something at the time, you know, and it's sort of half 10 or something like that. And like, you know, finally get to pull the sword out of the stone. And my sister's there watching and she's like, she's like, mom, you've got to see this game. It's amazing. She's like, get off the damn it. 64 and go to bed. Stop playing. You know, it was amazing. So, um, so yeah, good, good times. How about you, Jeremy? So I didn't have a 64 of my own at the time. And uh, so I had to wait until that, Christmas when my friend got it. And then of course he had to play it first. And uh the only way for me to play it was to go to his house and he he was a friend who I often spent the night at his house on the weekends, you know. We'd uh hang out most of the time. So it wasn't, you know, abnormal for me to come over and just sit on his N sixty four while he went about his business. So that's kind of what I did. I came over to his house <coughs> one weekend and uh 
kind of ignored him and played his N64. And, uh, he he <laughs> would pop here. in occasionally, you know, sit on sit on the, a chair like on the bed behind me, and be like, "Oh yeah, you got to do this on this part." Like, and he didn't really like a- wait for me to ask. Yeah. If I needed help, he would just tell me. So I was kind of happy when he would like leave the room, and I'm like, "All right, I got to figure this next part out by myself." But uh, yeah, leave me I mean, alone. He man. he had, he he would you know he loved it and he had completely beaten it at that point. So he was all about like like he wanted more people to experience it so they could he had someone to talk to about it i think so he was like you had to beat that game so we could talk about it so i played i mean i i marathoned it in two or three weekends just playing it constantly Uh when i was at his house and beat it within a month i think and just was blown away of course yeah like i had seen a little bit of it at the at like a store kiosk so i wasn't Uh yeah yeah completely dumbfounded by the opening visuals you know i mean i thought they were cool but i had seen them already at that point mm-hmm. when did you finally get your own copy i mean it was probably my senior year of high school when we finally got a 64 and that was mm-hmm. one of the first games we got for it so i think i had yeah i think that we got we might have gotten zelda and mario at the same time because i because i because they were competing for each other's attention oh, really okay. strongly had had you uh, already had beaten? Have have you had you already beaten the game on your friend's copy of uh, Ocarina of Time? Right, I had already beaten it at that point. Okay. By the time I got a copy of it, and I and I played through it again, but he had one of the original. He had one of the original, you know, the first printings of it or whatever. So it had some like glitches that were still in there mm. that you couldn't find in later versions. Oh. And there's a there's notably a uh, Master Sword glitch in the final battle that's pretty cool if you can pull it off oh you can basically float around and ride on an invisible horse oh yeah no i i I think mine does that because i remember you doing that is that the one where like where like you can switch uh something with the b button and it like uh right isn't that how it yeah i think you did on my copy because i have anything you want while you're on your horse so you can like use your hook shot and if you're using your hook shot while you're on your horse then you can hook shot to a tree and it pulls you to the tree but the horse stays yeah where it is and then you're riding like invisible horse like yeah a little bit of a distance away from Epona. <laughs> and uh yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And I remember like figuring out that you could like use that trick to like you create like a, a, a quantum entanglement with your horse or whatever. So you could like jump off a cliff mm. and then press the button and then you would zip, zip right back to where the horse was. So that was kind of fun, just kinda yeah. like exploring <laughs> where I could go and then immediately, you know, had a, a safety line that would pull me back. Mm-hmm. Isn't so it- yeah, I th- what I remember is you. It's the final battle with Ganon. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> Twenty years old. <laughs> you, have the, you have the master Ganon's sword at this game. point. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you have the master sword at this point. He knocks the heck out of your hands. He's like, Psh. yeah. Sorry. And you're like, oh no! And so naturally, you're like, oh no! The most powerful weapon of the game. Like your inclination to run over, grab it quick. But you're supposed to save and quit. Yeah. You save and quit, and then you start again, and the. Master Sword's no longer in your inventory. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do remember. Something doing happens that, yeah. where you can now equip whatever you want in that in that mm. spot in the inventory, and yeah. that's where the glitches start stacking up. Yeah. Fr- from that, I remember you doing that on my copy because I have I have the old uh, the gold one. When I still have it, thankfully. And uh, I remember you would do that, and you'd put the ocarina on the on the B button, and you'd be on the horse, and then you and then it would be like you standing there playing the ocarina, but the horse would just like. Would just like run around like violently behind you, like while you're uh, playing the ocarina. And I was stop like, playing the damn ocarina! And I was like, "Wow, this is insane!" Because yeah, it looked like so. It looked like the horse was like freaking out because it didn't know. Like it's like, "What are you doing? You were just riding me, and now you're not." Yeah, no, that yeah, that's yeah. I totally forgot about that. I should uh, if I if I make it all the way it, you're through. You're only allowed to yeah. use the arrows when you're riding me. Yeah, 
<laughs> when, if I end up playing the game all the way through, I should definitely do that. Mess mess around with that crazy thing. I've looked yeah. online trying to find like specifically like the step by step of that glitch, and I haven't been able to find it. But I'm almost positive that was it. I think you just. I think you did it. No, I, I'm pretty sure you did that on my game because I had it saved at Ganondorf, and I remember you just totally doing that. And that makes sense. Like that would be a thing that that would be. And and I think am I am I correct in this that that the also the re release of Ocarina they they took they changed the blood to green. Do you remember, yes. do you remember that? Yeah. Because I loved, I loved that there was blood in there in the end. I was like, that's so cool. Like when he like, when he finally does like does the final blow to Ganondorf and there's blood. I'm like, yes. I'm like everybody. I'm like yes. Everyone else in the world is taking video games seriously now. That's that's what I felt like when I saw it. I was like, mm. you know, because I was, you know, I I thought the game was so epic and watching and seeing blood from Ganon at the very end, I thought was important and needed to be there. And then I was kind of bummed that they changed it later to green blood, but. They would only one up that in <clears throat> Wind Waker when you stab him in the damn head. <laughs> yeah, right. Except there's no blood. Except there's, there's no blood like, in that. Ugh. That was an amazing part though, where they put where he puts the sword in his head. And I always wanted. I mentioned it before on the show, but I always wanted there to be a sequel to that where you had to, where Link has to fight some other big bad, but he has to pull the sword out of Ganon's head, and Ganon has to come back to life or something. So then you have to fight both. Would would have been would have been a cool one. But yeah, I I this uh, Ocarina of Time is pretty monumental. To uh, to a lot of things. I mean, it, it was a big it was a big stepstone of uh, John and I's relationship because I remember John said that Ocarina of Time was his favorite game of all time, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. We we can be buddies now." Yeah, like, yeah that's that was, true. That was a part of it. Yeah, I remember the, like the yeah. first time we hung out was because we told the story before, but yeah, uh, Resident Evil, the Resident Evil Game GameCube remake. Yeah. I was the only one in the dorm who had it. Yeah, and to my to my knowledge, anyway, that I knew of. Yeah, and our our mutual friend Chris Leeson. Uh, I was looking for a place to play it because my friend, uh, my my roommate rather, was hogging the TV. Yeah, I just got this game after like spending the whole day trying to find it. Like, oh, sure. I need some place to play this game. Yeah. So, yeah, I went up to Trey's room and uh, met him for the first time. And within sec, I think I think I was standing at the door. I wasn't even like in your apartment yet when you mentioned Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, oh, this guy knows who Shigeru Miyamoto is. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I wasn't even inside the room yet, and you were already talking about Shigeru Miyamoto. I'm like, yes, this guy has oh, yeah. the enthusiasm, the Nintendo know-how. We can be buddies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we played that Resident Evil. The password was Shigeru. Yeah. <laughs> the password, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the password to get in. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, Ocarina, you know, it makes friendships. Yeah. It's a great game. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I, I met. I know I met Jeremy after. Well, before that, but it was after the release of Ocarina of Time, and I think like Ocarina of Time had kind of like settled by then. But I do remember playing Majora's Mask with with Jeremy at, at uh, college and all that. Yeah. Which which Majora's Mask is still my favorite Legend of Zelda game. Uh, you know, pitchforks. If you want to, you can at me on Twitter. Fight, <laughs> fight me, whatever. But um, what when I when I was playing through Ocarina of Time again, I just keep thinking of i kept thinking about way the where where the characters ended up in majora's mask and like how i felt like a lot of them were fleshed out better i guess in that game in the end like especially with like like when i was in like when i'm in like the zora area and i'm like man wasn't it really cool when they were in a band like in the in, in majora's mask and like the the goron ghosts and all that i don't know i think i've played that one i mean i played both of them a lot but i think majora's mask is fresher in my mind because i just played the 3ds one a few times, and I played the 3DS Ocarina as well. It's just, 
I kept thinking about where all the characters end up in, in, in Majora's Mask when I was doing this recent this recent play of Ocarina of Time. Be like, oh yeah, that's where these guys are are originally. Or oh yeah, there's that guy. He, he's doing all so, this. Uh, stuff how now. far did you get into it? I was watching you stream it the other night. Uh, I I beat the Forest Temple as adult length. That's as far as I got. Okay. But that that was about like twelve hours in. I actually got really stuck on the Forest Temple because of that. I forgot that there's that there's a key in the very beginning there before you go into the dungeon. Oh yeah. There's a key like at the yeah. top of the tree there at the very beginning yeah. of the dungeon. And I kind of got stuck because I forgot about that tree. So I was doing, I was like running around trying to find all these extra secret areas. And I, and I kind of got stuck for a while. I spent way too much time on the forest dungeon than I should have, but yeah, that it was all because of that fucking key at the beginning. <laughs> I had a similar experience in my yeah. recent playthrough in the, when I got to the water temple, there's mm. that key which is in the in the central sort of room where you uh, it's got like spikes on the floor and you and you go, you go you sort of I don't know it's in the main room and then you have within that there's like a like a I don't know what it is it's like a very wide pillar you can go inside of I don't know mm. how to describe it sure. and in there you you raise the water at one point and it makes a platform come up mm. and it's one of those ones when most people when they played the water temple. The, the the cutscene shows the platform coming up and and as a result there's a hole underneath and you went yeah. to go under there and get the key. Oh, okay. anyway, I remembered to do that because that's usually that's why I, I remember the first time I played it I made that mistake and I missed it so I got that key mm. but then I completely forgot about another bit where you sort of meant to go halfway up and I think blow up a wall with a bomb or something like that so. I was just going mad because I was sitting there thinking, I got that key. I have all the keys. How can I not find where I'm going? <laughs> and it just turned out in the end, actually, I'd completely forgotten to. Um, I think it's it's the it's the area where you meet Ruto for the first time as a as an adult. And I think I don't know. I must have like at that point I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Lou quickly or something, and then just you know completely uh, completely missed the, the the point of it or something. Yeah, that I feel like that game. Like if you miss yeah, if you miss one part. It's just it doesn't seem to like fall into place as much as it should or whatever. And especially like like you talk about the water temple, you know, which is already like a kind of a pain in the ass to play through. I know like that's been legend that everybody hates the water temple and all that. Just mostly because you have to pause every time to take the boots off and on. Like that was really what killed it, I think. And even at the time when it came out, I still felt like that was kinda like this isn't like that smooth. Like it should be smoother than this. You know, it shouldn't be like you have yeah. to pause and put them on and off. And in, in, in the re-release, in the 3DS re-release, they made it a button to where you have a button to turn your boots off and on. So it does make it a lot easier. But, yeah, that one was always, like, kind of a slog. Just being like, uh, yeah, I have to do this. But it would make it even worse with, like, not having that key, you know. And having to, yeah. <laughs> and having to go back having to go back and get it and all that. So, yeah, um, I was going to ask you guys... uh what are some of your favorite? What let's? Uh, I was going to ask some of your favorite stuff from uh, Ocarina of Time. Let's start off. Uh, what, what's your favorite noise of Ocarina of Time? Which we said it a little bit at the very beginning. You know, like all the characters kind of make weird noises. Like they all they all kind of have like a little voice thing that they do. Mm-hmm. What's your What's your favorite one of those? I mean, they're all <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. There's links, of course, and there's also mm-hmm. like the. I like the um the guy who has you know <laughs> I always love the uh, the guys who are building the house like how they're just like running around like not building the house and the dad is like so upset that they're not building the house and you talk to him and he's like bah! <laughs> I always get a kick out of him thinking about that and like his face the way his face moves it totally looks like it was made to say that noise the bah! yeah 
And they yeah. do really funny stuff with that in Majora's Mask too. Like there's that whole there's this part where you get the where you go to the guys who make like the specific golden sword that you can get. And they have this whole conversation back and forth like that. It's absolutely hilarious. Where it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I love that part. Is it Zubora and Gabor, isn't it? I think that they are. He's mm. very, it's all very strange interaction. Yeah. It's just the, it's strange, I but I love it. That yeah. well, he's like, Gabor, <laughs> fetch our customers some coffee quick, like. You know, yeah, he's like, sort of unusual yeah. for Zelda. <laughs> yeah. No, I just I mean, think the audio recording session, that would have been so fun to sit in on. Like, mm. hear the direction, and like, like, no. Like, what do you want? No, more like. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm sure whoever that created like that. Three weeks of recording. I would think that whoever created that character, or maybe Miyamoto created that character, he'd be like, you know, he's going to be like, <laughs> you know, like I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he had it in his mind, right? Like, like exactly how this person would sound. I, I would hope. I, like I mean, when, that's what I'd like to believe. I like when Link like falls a great distance and he like lands and he's like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's one of my favorite. It's like that's kind of the sound I imagined I'd make if I fell from a great height, and I was like, "Oh, that hurt!" Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was watching. I, I was watching that where it, when I was playing it, I was like, "Man, yeah." I'd probably. I mean, I wouldn't be standing still or, or running like Link is, but yeah, when you fall from a long, long space, and he's like, "Ah, oh, and, God, my spine just got compressed." And and actually, speaking of not to. I want to hear your favorite noise as well, Martin. But before I forget, I noticed this on the on the playthrough. But the the uh, the ghosts from the forest temple they make the same noise as the uh, as the booze from uh, Mario sixty four, and I never I never noticed that until oh, right. now. Yeah. They do the yeah. same like like that. They make the same exact noise as as the booze from Mario, which I was like, oh wow, that's awesome. They do, don't they? Yeah. What what is your favorite sound or character noise, Martin? Um, I think I was going to say the same one as you because I I have a feeling I could be wrong, but does you know Ingo at London Branch does he make that sound when you know when you win a poker? Oh, oh yeah, no, I think he does. Like, yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, when his um, mustache is all like twisted and he's all upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's that. And and the other one is I don't know why, but um, and it, I, it always gets me every time I play. But Ganondorf's laugh because it's really it's mm-hmm. like really obnoxious. Just those, it's like oh, really yeah. deep like. Like at the end, you're like, "Stop, please." <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I and speaking of canning, well, it's not really Ganondorf, but I, I noticed a lot in the beginning. They really do like hammer. They really hammer it on your head that you're the courage of the Triforce. Like when I was playing through this again, they probably say courage about thirty times, like within like the first like two mm-hmm. hours of the game. They're very like, do you, they're like, do you have enough courage to go here? Like, how is your courage feeling? Like, are you, are you enough cura- courageous to do this? Like, it really, like, they you hear it multiple. I think the owl keeps saying it to you and some of the other people. Yeah. I think uh, the tree Would does, Would you like to too. hear about courage again? Yeah. They, they, they really say courage a lot. And I'm no. like, oh. And I never really noticed it as much. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, because you're the courage part of the Triforce. And they're just really pushing that to you at the very beginning of the game there being like hey courage you're courage did you know that you got courage That's i don't know if foreshadowing they... to an excessive yeah, yeah. degree <laughs> yeah and when you guys were when you guys were joking about uh, ganondorf being in the game and that being a spoiler He's at the very, very beginning of the game. <laughs> like, right when you start it, you see him. That's a good point, yeah. 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 The game spoiled itself. Yeah, yeah. Right when you yeah. start it, it shows him. But yeah, no, I mean, that that cinematic intro actually blew me away, too. Like, just the way you start it, and it shows, like, you know, like, the the storm and, like, Zelda leaving and Ganon on the horse and all that. It was just, like, 
It's just right off the bat there, right at the beginning. It's like, oh yeah, no, this is a different game. Like this is a different kind of game. Like this is definitely going to be going to going to blow you away as you're playing it. And I feel and playing it now, like I feel like it's aged really well. Aside from like Link being incredibly slow, I did I didn't notice that playing it again. <laughs> is it? He just walks so slow, and and even adult, I feel like adult Link walks even slower. At least it feels like he's slower. Like when you when you get to that point, and it's just yeah. like it takes me it takes me forever to get anywhere. Especially when you're walking across the uh, when you're walking from one spot to another, like on the main field, it feels like it takes days like to get from one side to another just because it's so slow. But I mean, yeah, it's this twenty years twenty year old game. That, well, that was saying, part of the claim to fame that it mm-hmm. took five minutes to walk across the map because it was so huge. Yeah, I do remember reading about that and just being like, "Whoa, five minutes! That's like <laughs> huge." <laughs> well, I mean, once once again, not to talk back to Majora's Mask, but in Majora's Mask, you got those bunny ears and you could walk faster. So everything uh, after that felt incredibly slow to me because I was like, "But or you could just roll yeah. around as a ball." You could, but that I would roll constantly in that game. You could, but it's work. kind of annoying, and I don't think it goes that much faster <laughs> to, to roll to roll everywhere. It just feels like you're doing something yeah. to make it go faster. That's it. Yeah, and I did, and I did do it a couple times when I was playing when I was playing it, trying to trying to to get get Link to go faster and all that. But yeah, once once you got that bunny hood and and Majora's Mask, and and you could walk faster, and you did flips between the uh, jumps, it's just Ocarina wasn't the same for me. <laughs> yeah. To come back to I had that when, they, when that. they make the Ocarina of Time movie, I want the actor to just roll everywhere for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Some results. Yeah. Well, the uh, I always wanted, you know, like years ago, IGN did like a fake uh, Legend of Zelda trailer for uh, uh, for April right. Fool's Day, which I actually thought was real at the time because you know I was younger. But uh, <laughs> and I'd never really seen them do that big of an April Fool's thing. But I always wanted to, if there ever was a trailer for Ocarina of Time. I always wanted them to have the line where they say like, "It's it's in the very beginning of the game, but it's it, where it says something like, no no hero this lazy could save us' or something like that.' Remember when he's asleep? How can Hyrule's yeah. destiny depend on such a lazy boy? Yeah, that one. I love that line. Yeah, I always wanted that to be in the trailer, like obviously in the movie somewhere because it's a great line. But it would be a really cool like setup for the trailer, and you like the first reveal of link is him sleeping there. I would love, I would love that to be because they, because uh, a lot of that, and that was kind of a reoccurring thing. There's a lot of ones where link is asleep. Like when the game starts, you know, I think, I feel like, uh, I think he was asleep in wind waker. I think he was asleep in skyward also probably twilight. Princess in, uh, as well. The whole he, thing was a dream, right? Asleep in breath of the wild. Also. <laughs> yeah. He was asleep in uh link to the past. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's always starts off with him asleep. Aside from like the first one, but yeah, um, I don't know what else. What else? What else can we say about this uh, amazing game? Aside from it uh, changing, pretty much changing the world at the time. I mean, the Z targeting system, I think in yeah. itself was a we huge, talk a lot about that. It was, was a huge revolution at the time. So I remember in like college, it was two thousand two or so. I was telling my friend about Ocarina of Time. He hadn't played it yet, mm. and I was trying to convince him because I don't think he'd ever played a Zelda. I was trying to convince him of the importance of this game. And just immediately, you know, after Ocarina, every game, every 3D game, it seems, adopted Z-targeting, right? Oh, yeah, I was yeah, telling yeah. Him, No, yeah. Z-targeting did. came from Ocarina of Time. This is like four years after the game released, mind mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And I was speaking about it like it was like, you know, well-worn history or whatever. Sure. It's like every single game since Ocarina has used Z-targeting, so you have to play this game. You have to play this game. So I convinced him to play the game because of... Mm. Z targeting—that yeah. was sort of the hook that got him yeah. interested. 
And I wish I'd never told him about it because I never got the game back from him. That was my, my oh, original no. copy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so, no. Oh, it was like one of my greatest gaming, uh, I don't know, tragedies. I did get the game some years later again. Let's say, some say he's still Z-targeting everything. He's still Z-targeting <laughs> all over the place with my copy. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you Z-target? That was my copy. It was it the gold edition that you had? Did you get the no, did you get the gold was the gray one? one? But oh, okay. I upgraded to the gold one. Oh, okay. So you have the gold one now. Did you have the gold yeah. one, Jeremy? Did you guys all get the gold one when it when it came out? The no, I think cartridge? mine's the gray one. I'm see. sure you have the gold well, cartridge. No, it's Martin. gold. I see it. Yeah. So you guys are lucky because in uh in in Europe we didn't actually get a gold copy of the game uh released. It was just a gray cartridge. But that's there it. is the thing I was showing earlier. So that copy of it, which I think might be reversed because of my yeah uh, sealed uh, thing. That's so that's in a it's in a it's not a sealed copy, but it's in a like a protector thing. Oh, god, nice. Um, but that is that's a PAL copy of it, and it's got a gold cartridge. But mm. it's a um, it's an Australian PAL edition. Mm. So they okay. got it. They got it. They basically they got it down under, and um, I think the color of the cartridge is slightly different from the ones uh, that you got. It's like a slightly lighter sort of. It's not as it's not as sort of vibrant, basically, because I've I remember I've posted it on Twitter before, and people have gone, "Why have you got a gray cart with the uh, the collector's edition?" And I'm like, "It's not a gray cart; it's gold. You just oh, <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't look as gold as yours." Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, that or I bought a knockoff, maybe I don't know. So, uh, but yeah, um, yeah. For those for those of us for those listening who who aren't watching the stream, uh, that's you you have the boxed, and that's everything in box, right? Like that's with the. With the um, whatever the cardboard in there and the and the uh, yeah and the booklet uh, and whatnot. I've got yeah this so I've got this uh, this one is uh, I bought probably like uh, oh god like seven years ago or something like that. Um, and yeah, it's got a man. I mean, it's not sealed, but it's got the manual. It's got the the game. And actually, the person I bought it from included two. I uh, posted the recently on Twitter. Um, the official Nintendo magazine, uh, the UK edition, released over two issues they released these mini guides um which sort of told you how to play through the game mm-hmm. um and it sort of just it covered absolutely everything and they included those in there as a sort of a way to make it a bit you know a bit, bit more tempting and to make me spend more money on ebay basically oh um, yeah which well, is a shame because i think i actually had the original versions of those and then lost them at some point so i oh, probably no. paid through the nose but um it's a nice little it's a nice little addition and things like that and uh, what i find interesting as well is how the um like the written text on the back of the boxes differs between regions and things. It's quite, um, I was noticing like this, uh, Australian edition is very different from the, from like the UK, uh, power copy, like the, the way it's written and what they focus on and stuff like that. Just really, really kind of interesting. Oh, like the actual description is completely different between the two of them. Yeah. 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 It's uh, very, it's, a few of them. yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's always interesting to note those sorts of mm-hmm. differences for sure. Um, what it, what is like the main? Uh, is there like a main thing that you could say that's different? Like as a summary or in like terms what? of? I mean, in terms of the back of the box, because um, I've got the other copy somewhere, but I can't I can't remember. I remember it being being somewhat different. But one thing actually, which is quite interesting, I hadn't noticed this until uh, when it was the 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 actual anniversary the other week. Um, and I was taking some pictures of the games because I wanted to put them on Twitter and, mm-hmm. you know, say, sure. oh, you know, what's your favorite memory and all this. And anyway, I was looking through the um, the European uh, Ocarina of Time instruction manual. Uh, and it got to the page where it has all the, it shows like a map of Hyrule and it's got the characters around sort of 
you know, drawings of the characters around the outside and you know a little description of who they are and i've never noticed but in the at least in earlier editions because I, I must i've got one at christmas so i got it fairly you know not that not, not, not long after it came out but there's actually a typo where saria's name is actually written as salia so an l instead of oh R, okay wow um which is uh and it says oh he's his link's best friend I, I made some silly tweets saying well you, you know Best friend, but doesn't actually know what her name is, and sort of things like that. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's Salia. Yeah, leaves her in the forest. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, leaves her in the forest. Still in fairy oak arena. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it, it's. I think the typo comes with the fact that in the, in German, I think Saria is known as Salia. I, I don't know if they pronounce it in, the, in exactly the same way, but um, but yeah, kind of a, a neat little uh, sort of thing, really, in a way. Sort of makes it makes a the uh, 1998 perfect game imperfect. Mm. I wonder if uh, I, I wonder like what Saria's name is in Japanese because I know like there's like where that that noise that like the L and the R are like the same pretty much it's like Lodo and Roto for uh, Dragon Quest where it's like mm. either it's both at the same time so is is that like a Salia Saria type thing in the Japanese yeah, maybe, version yeah. too I don't know I we wonder about that but yeah that that's yeah. cool yeah it's nice to see. Uh, all those the differences for sure on the different different boxes. What a, of course, uh, what are, what are you guys' favorite moments of the game? You were just saying that while you were talking about what you put on Twitter, but the one that the one that I always go to is the uh, part with Shadow Link, where you, where you walk into the room and there's the uh, and there's like the water and the tree, and then like he shows up. It's always been great things with trees because like one of my favorite moments of Majora's Mask too is when you're on the when you're on like the moon and there's the tree there and the kid under the tree that you walk to and all yeah. that. So I feel like a lot of stuff with trees is, is always what I think of. But that Shadow Link part always like blew me away. Like just where it's like you go in the room and then there's just nothing there. It's just like this open area and, and there's the tree there and then you and then you fight him. Yeah. It's the way as well when you when you beat him at the end, the way that it transitions back like it was all like a mirage. And oh it, yeah, yeah. And you then see the room like mm-hmm. it looks. It's just such a cool effect. Yeah, it's like um, it's like the uh, what do you call it? It's the room from a next generation, right? Where they do the uh, <laughs> yeah, where, yeah. That's that's what I thought of where the where it's like the yeah where it was all like a mirage or what is it? Uh, the danger room is what they call it in uh, X Men. Remember, yeah, remember yeah. that? Yeah, where it's like it goes away and you were just in like this room. <laughs> yeah, it's all. What do you what do you what are you guys' favorite memories of this of this game of the Ocarina of Time? I, I don't know. It's so there's just so many to choose from. It's tough. Um, I don't know. I think I love the desert level. Just for some reason that that level struck me as like I was so far into the game and I still could, just couldn't believe there was still so many uh, like hardy new portions of the game to take on at that point. Yeah. Like. Mm. Like that was that was my impression. I thought, oh, you know, I'm leading up to the end and whatever. And there's still is like, this there's the whole desert area that I haven't even tackled yeah. yet, that I haven't even seen yet. Yeah, I can't believe it. How much more is there to this game? Mm. Um, that and was I think my impression it's, at the time. And, and in the desert one, isn't it like I know that you can't enter there as the kid, but you have to go there. Don't you go there as adult Link, and then you go back to a kid Link, and then go there? Like, cause you have to. I thought that was really cool that the, that there was some more kid Link stuff. Or young Link, yeah. I guess. After that, yeah, yeah, that was, that was a really cool. neat way and then to do it. The way it. you get to it is through the I don't know, I forget what they called the desert, but you had to follow the light and you, oh, you wandered off. Yeah, yeah, with the yeah. lens of truth, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, it was like this whole other section of the game that you could not get to before, and mm-hmm. there it was yeah. toward the end of the game. Yeah, but it, it was, was a nice surprise. Yeah. It was, was there. Was it like a, could... a ghost that was leading you there? Or yeah. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. kind of spirit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the Poe's, which I, I another thing I thought was funny when I was doing the playthrough, the uh, the Poe guy, the guy who collects the Poe's, number one, he's super creepy towards Link. I didn't I didn't catch yes, that, yeah. where he keeps talking about how attractive he is and like how he wants him to, how how if he was like, if he was buying Poe's, they'd get like so much more business or something like that. It's really weird. Yeah. But, but, but also, like, if, I, yeah. if I was as attractive as you, I wouldn't need to sell Pose. And I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's what, super. Like, gloss over that. What did you say? <laughs> he's really, a, yeah, he's very much like all into, all into Link shit there. He's like, hey, man, you know, it's, I never noticed like how aggressive he is with Link right there. He's like very much like, you know, trying to get in his pants. But, uh, which, which, <laughs> which they did, I did always think it was kind of funny that like they make, sh- like very make make Link very attractive. Like a lot of the female characters that you meet are all into Link and all that. And, and uh, but but when he's talking about the pose, where he's like he's like pose, they hate the world. I <laughs> thought so that was funny. Where they talk about the the ghosts and how they hate the world. And I kept mentioning that in the stream. I was like, yeah, there's another Poe. It hates the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about that description, but yeah. And I always wondered. Uh, they should do this in one of the later Zelda games. But I always thought it'd be cool if you would have been able to like marry one of the girls you know in that game like i was i was like why can't you? i was like why can't you like have a relationship with one of them because they all like you you know it's like uh between like uh malin and uh and uh mm-hmm. and like rudo and like uh, and like zora and like or well rudo is, is a zora girl but yeah i feel like all the women that you run into they all they all kind of have a thing for link and i figured you, it'd be cool if you could you could go for one of them i think in the a little harvest moon yeah yeah a little harvest <laughs> yeah. moony let let you do uh and there is a, I think there's a girl in a, in um, what was it a, uh, in Skyward Sword that you can have a relationship with, sort of. You can like kind of, you can kind of oh, date really? her oh, for really? a minute. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, there was, I, and I think you can you can dump her also if you want to see, because I remember there there's a girl that you can visit and it'll be like you don't you're not gonna have get married and have kids and all that, but you can kind of like have have her as a girlfriend for a minute. You know, if you if you go see her enough times, like she'll be. Yeah, and I remember I did it to where like we were together, and then I like broke up with her, so I could see like that part of the game too. I just wanted to see all the extra stuff, but yeah, there was a person <laughs> in the town that you could sort of date in that one. But I thought it'd be cool if you could, you know, if you could do it with all the all the characters that are in the link. Yeah, I had a. Is, I, oh, sorry, Jeff. Oh, go yeah. ahead, Mark. I was just going to say on that: is it a case of um, is it, um, I could be wrong here, but is this is the sort of suggested thing that um, Link ends up people always say that Link ends up marrying Malon, obviously goes back to the childhood timeline, goes to Majora's Mask and all that because in Twilight Princess, mm. he's descended from uh, like a load of ranches, isn't he, or something, and so oh. there's that always that oh, sort of yeah, yeah. I never thought suggestion of that. maybe, but I don't know yeah. if that's necessarily true. Well, uh, never put that together. You you have the Hyrule Historia, right, John? Don't, don't you have that book? The I've Historia? got it somewhere, yeah. But you haven't does it explain like the the kids of Link? I don't think all I all I really know is the uh, the timeline and all that where it, where it got yeah. into it. Where it's like hey. I haven't really read through it like a book. I've kind of peeked peeked mm-hmm. at it like an encyclopedia or something. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't got to that part. I guess I think in the timeline it puts Ocarina of Time like somewhere in the middle, right? Or like more. It's not the very because I remember when it came out, it was supposed to be they're going to be like, oh, this is the first game, like this is the beginning. Because at the very end of it, it ends with you meeting Zelda again and I guess I always thought that that was supposed to be like the beginning of like I don't know 
like the first game or like Link to the Past or whatever. And that was what they were going for with that. But yeah, the, that but, part. But we come to find out Link just hangs out for a while and then <laughs> goes for a trip in the woods. And... Yeah, right. And then, and then he goes and finds <laughs> the Skull Kid, which I always yeah. thought, uh, I don't know, I guess the guy that you give the Skull Mask to, that's supposed to be the guy who, st- who gets the Majora's Mask. I mean, that's what I always figured that was a fan theory. I don't know if they actually went with that or not, but I always keep thinking about that whenever I see those skull kids. I'm like, you know, keep thinking about Majora's Mask because I love that game and I love how creepy it is. But I love this one as well. Did you did you guys give your favorite memories, uh, Martin and Jeremy, for, not for yet. the game? So I was going to say I had a couple of note uh, just that kind of popped into my head. Uh, so as far as like a gameplay moment that I remember kind of blowing my mind, it was actually the first. Force the force temple as an adult. Mm. That uh, that hallway that you you where you twist the hallway. Yeah, I love that yeah, part. That, okay. Yeah, and that blew my mind as a kid. I was uh-huh. just like, what? Like the whole like orientation uh-huh. of that room changed because the hallway like twists 180 degrees. And- yeah, yeah, Inception should pay some royalties to Nintendo. It's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I just yeah, and that whole temple's really fun. And it's yeah. the first you know it's the first temple as adult links. So you kind of. Are getting your bearings with mm-hmm. his controls and sort of learning you like the limitations you have because you can't use certain weapons anymore. But mm-hmm. and then the other thing is that is uh, the gravekeeper. The gravekeeper is just cool. Dampy. Yeah. <laughs> and I and yeah. I like. I think I'm not sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is he the only character where when you go between the two times, he's dead in one and he's still alive in the other? Like, oh yeah, yeah. So. That's yeah. kind of cool that you can be like, hey, I know you're dead, but right now you're alive again. <laughs> And how he's like just this really like you know kind of whimsical ghost as a dead yeah. guy. He's still like super helpful to you and wants to show you where the special treasure is. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> the thing that the thing can that can extend and bring things close to you. I think that's how they explain and it. And goes like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. All kinds of perverts in this game. Yeah. <laughs> Where you could go back and you could warn him that he's going to die, and as a result, you know, he has, that, has like an existential crisis or something. Or I don't know, like, <laughs> could be really interesting. You could help him avoid death. <laughs> I, th- I mean, you just don't get a hook shot, and you're like, damn it, you exactly. I think deep down inside, <laughs> yeah, you have to go forward in time and then kill him to get it. <laughs> yeah, I think deep down inside, Dampy always wanted to be a part of the graveyard that he worked at. So maybe he always just wanted to die and live un- live under there with his ghost self. I mean, he's still so sort of alive. He can, he can, uh, yeah, he can show me. He just gets to show people where hookshots are. He doesn't have to dig for a treasure anymore. Well, what was your favorite moment, Martin? Uh, my, oh, I mean, there's also. I have to say, I think um, the the fight with Phantom Ganon is really yeah, that part's good. Like when you first walk into that um, into the boss arena or whatever it is, and the, the and he's just behind you. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like, oh my god, it's Ganondorf. He's gonna kill me. You know, yeah. sort of like not realizing and and one of the things which actually kind of i feel spoils that moment is that it, it tells you that it's phantom ganon it, it comes up with the boss yeah, game. Yeah. i really wish they hadn't done that um mm. and you just thought that you were actually fighting ganondorf um already because it was mm. it's just a cool battle like the whole concept with the paintings running back and forth oh yeah yeah uh, hey, yeah uh, and there's and there's the fake one and there's yeah one of them turns around and one of them will come through and yeah that was a really neat fight and what I, one thing I really like also, like, of the beginning of that is, like, you walk up to that room, you know, and there's, like, the gates around. And in order to trigger it, you have to try to leave. And then, like, gate, that gate comes up and it's, like, you're stuck yes. here. So, like, that was a really cool, like, oh, shit moment. You know, I, I like that. That's, that's how you trigger it is you have to try to leave. And he's like, nope, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, I love those moments with, like, that. 
this, this seems to be Nintendo, like a lot of times, like stuff you see in other games, like, you know, like paintings, like we had already seen that with Super Mario 64, where you can jump into paintings. Another thing I thought it was thinking about was like, you know, that part where you like shoot the sun with the arrow and you get the yes. special like fire arrow after that. Like that's, it's like, that was kind of like, they did that again in uh, Luigi's Mansion where you like throw something at the moon and like always kind of, I like that being able to interact with like the planets and, you know, like shooting something at the sun as rid- as ridiculous as it is, but it would work in this situation and Zelda. But yeah, I think um, as far as uh, I was thinking about favorite dungeons too, like I always go to, I always think of the forest temple as my favorite dungeon. Like, cause the twist. So moody and atmospheric. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that song is like, like that, really. I like that yeah. it's like interior and exterior too. Like, yeah. Like, oh yeah. I like yeah, how yeah. They, those dungeons are so cool that mm-hmm. they were like that in this game. Yeah. I mean, that was something that, I don't know if maybe they did that with a link to the past before, but it was definitely oh, a little tiny bit, a lot more noticeable in this one. Well, I mean, I guess there's that desert part in link to the past where you have to like go out and come back in Turtle rock. There's a little bit of it where you like mm-hmm. go out caves and mm-hmm. go back in. Is it uh which one is you guys' favorite? Uh, I know this has been debated on a lot of people. I'm sure it's this one, but Ocarina of Time or Link to the Past? Which which one's your favorite? Ocarina. Ocarina. Uh, probably Ocarina. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I love I, Link to the Past. But yeah. Me too. I still feel like Ocarina. Like I haven't discovered everything in it, and Link to the Past, I definitely have. Sure. Oh, so there's still some uh, there's still some holes for you to fall into, or like caves, or or random cows, whatever. You can yeah, I mean, I need to I need to play this game again. Watching you play it mm-hmm. made me want to, but then I also got like instantly got the memory of the bigger on sword quest and was like, oh no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. I I like the bigger on gore, or the big bigger on sword quest, and uh, I like um. Well, yeah, I guess there's the timing in there that's kind of annoying. Uh-huh. That's that's probably the worst part where you got to get to one thing to another. And and thinking of the part that you were talking about where like Ganon like knocks the sword out of your hand. Like I had the bigger on sword, so I was like, eh, whatever. Bigger on sword's better. Yeah. And then I just come out and after him with that, you know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even need that one. I'm like, I don't need that sword. I mean, you knew it to like strike the the la- the final blow on him, but but yeah, I was like, I need. I was like, I don't need it. I got this. And I think I think I used the hammer on him a couple times too, which that was one of my. Speaking of, uh, I don't. I'm kind of jumping around. Did you guys all think the forest was your favorite temple on there? Or did you guys have different different uh, answer Ooh. for that? Uh, maybe the forest was my favorite. I can't say. I like the Temple of Light. I like the light puzzles in the Temple of Light. I thought mm-hmm. those were really cool. Like especially at the time, that was something I hadn't seen anything like that mm-hmm. before. Where you had to like use your actual shield to to like oh yeah yeah reflect light at stuff and to, yeah. to progress. Yeah. Or the one with the lens of truth. That was a pretty cool one. Well, that's the, yeah. the, the desert, that right? Weren't there? Well, I mean, the desert temples probably would be probably second to me like what we were talking about like how you have to go in between young link and adult link i think that's like really did 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 really well for it you know yeah really ties the theme up doesn't it the whole time travel thing of Mm -hmm. going back and you know it's like oh wow if i change it you know your actions are past affect the future and and also you got to fight was i'm pretty sure the spirit temple's the first time you get to fight the is it the iron knuckles um you know, like the big dudes with the massive axes. Oh, and they're, yeah, yeah. They're right. swinging, there's all the pillars, and if they hit the pillar, and like if they hit you, you just go flying. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like five hearts or something. Mm. It was really quite epic. You're just like, oh, no, like this thing is really. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess, okay, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go back to my favorite moment. My favorite moment, it has to be the fight with the Shadow Link. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's, that's what I was saying. Where yeah, it's just uh, where it's the open so. area. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say your favorite moment is when like you beat the iron knuckle and it ends up being the uh, one of the Gerudos. Like, I thought that yeah. was that part. Oh was yes, really cool uh, too. that was cool. Yeah, Corey, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The sage. Yeah, I remember that was that was a, that was a very. I mean, there's a lot of like cool dramatic stuff in there that it just never you'd never seen that in Zelda games before, and I really liked just how much you know how cinematic it got over the over, you know I'd never seen it before. Martin, was that you that put, or was it on your site that you, your Twitter that you posted? Uh, it was like uh, when someone asked you to scoot over on the bus, and it was the Zora King. Story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure no one's yeah. favorite moment. I kind of. <laughs> it's so long. It's like yeah. thirty seconds. Actually, I loved. Uh, no, I love so much how long that takes. Like I know it's <laughs> like speak when we were talking about like how low how slow a link moves and all that. I just that part and how slow it is is perfect. Like I don't, I want it to be like that where it's just like we're gonna make you wait. Why this? Well, this big dude just kind of like just like moves over. <laughs> I feel like that just you need that in there, and I don't need I don't need that to go faster just because for yeah in the three DS version yeah like is it still just as long? I think so. I don't know. Oh man, that's I mean I that's, so. that's just Nintendo trolling, isn't it? <laughs> I hope so because it's part of the charm, and and this game has like so much charm like even at the very beginning where it shows like the where it's like moving around in the first person of uh, of navi and navi like runs into the <laughs> runs into the fence oh, and, yes. like falls down <laughs> that's just like such great like nintendo detail there mm. love that yeah. stuff where it's just like yeah it's, it just goes right into it and then it yeah this this just it just has so much personality like i was saying earlier in the show like when the like when the gorons try to hug link and he like runs away screaming like that's that's wonderful like i would never you know i've never expect that or like the was it darunia and like his crazy dance and all that that he does like to yeah. the to the music and i was i always got confused about that part because well, you know when you get it wrong it'll like it'll go up and it'll show the triforce up there and it, and it, I'll be like, well, maybe it's supposed to be the other thing, even though it does play a little bit of Surya's song and all that, you know. So, mm. but yeah, it's, I, I do like that the Gorons are just different sizes. You no know, mm. one seems to care, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, there's one. There's a Goron that's the size of a mountain, you know. Yeah, they're the super Gorons. huge ones. <laughs> maybe it's a. You think it, I was like, you think it's an age thing, but no, that the one, the 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 old brother one, he's still not that huge. But then there's that super super huge one. I think it's just they can just be whatever. Gorons were so cool. Like that was the, uh, I mean, that was the origin of Gorons, right? They weren't around before that. The Zoras were in A Link to the Past, but Gorons weren't, weren't yeah. before Ocarina of Time. And uh, they're they're probably like they're probably like my favorite. I got them, got them right here. It's like uh, they're they're like my favorite Link guys. I got this uh, uh, yeah. got got the amiibo of uh, what Garuk? Is that him? Yeah. So they, they've always been my favorite. I have some more uh, Goron toys in in the bedroom also, but yeah, they're. Uh, they're super cool. They're, I love those big. Uh, and I was really, I was really sad that they weren't in Wind Waker. I mean, they are, but you have to like look for them. They're like wearing disguises yeah. or whatever. They're not just like full on in there. But yeah, they were super cool. <laughs> eating, eating rocks and bomb rocks and all that. And I totally forgot. Well, it kind of makes sense that they wouldn't yeah. because most of the land is underwater, so they would be. They eat rocks. They're kind of rare. Yeah, sure. They would have starved. Yeah, except for the the merchants or Gorons, so they're still living somehow. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, what was it? When I was playing through it again, I didn't realize, I didn't realize how long it takes for you to pick up stuff in that game. Like, you don't, you don't get to pick anything up until you, until you get the Goron bracelet, which is like, 
Oh, like halfway through the first part, you know, you can't even, that, that just kind of blew me away. I was like, Oh, I can't pick that grass up. I thought I could do that right off the bat, but no, you can't. And that, and that whole, like that whole area is cool. Like the cavern was cool with all the bombs and all that. Like, I like that yeah. stuff. And I like the, the, uh, the part where you're fighting the Lizalfos and you fight them and they're like jumping uh, around the little yeah. platforms. Right. Yeah. But then, but then later <laughs> on you're in the plat, you're like up above that same area. Oh yeah. Yeah. Room. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And you can fall back down there. You're like, I don't mm-hmm. want to go down there. I felt kind of the same way with uh, the the forest temple's kind of like that too, where you get to a part that's like way above the part that you were at, like where you can mm-hmm. kind of see where you were, and mm-hmm. and and I was at the point there because I'd gotten stuck so long on that on that key at the beginning that I was like, I don't want to go back <coughs> down there because then I got to go through the whole level and, and blah, blah blah. It's stuff like that that really seemed magical at the time. Like when such big game worlds were a new mm. thing. Oh yeah. Anytime where I could like walk up on the tower in Kakariko Village and mm. just look out down below, it's like I can't believe this is a video game on my TV. Yeah, yeah. And my, you know, like when did this? How how, how is this happening? You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, at yeah. that time, you know that that can't be replicated by playing the game mm. now. Yeah. It was just in that jump from two D to three D that that was like mm. so special. To experience that at that time, yeah, and I feel like they, I feel like they very much were all about like, you know, look at this thing in the distance, you can get to it. Where would they be like Death Mountain? Right. Look at Death Mountain back there, you'll get to it eventually. And they very, and it actually playing it again, it reminded me a lot of like Breath of the Wild, and it made me made me want to like go back and play Breath of the Wild again because like, because like that yeah. they pretty much they took that same idea where you see a thing and you want to go to it, but now it's all like real time. There's no like. Yeah. loading screens in between you'll be like i want to get to the top of that mountain and then you can go to the top of the mountain because yeah. everything is totally scalable in breath of the wild and i was like well they pretty much you know a lot of it was like pulled from the original ocarina of time you could say where it's still yeah. kind of the same inspiration yeah. that was one of the you know zelda that's one of the first games that really got me thinking about game designs i noticed that when i was playing ocarina and then when i went back to play the 2d zeldas i noticed that a little bit there were mm-hmm. some times where you could like you can walk up to a wall. You can see the next room over. Yeah, but you didn't know how to get there. So Zelda oh, does sure, a great yeah. job of like you can get a little bit further. Then you get the thing that you need to get. Then mm-hmm. there's another thing mm-hmm. that you can just see off in the distance. Yeah, it like it's sort of a masterclass in how to how to how to tease people with the next thing and keep you wanting to go further and further. Mm-hmm. Seeing the mountain way off in the yeah. distance. Now I got to the mountain. Oh, mm-hmm. now there's another thing way over there. Yeah. You just keep playing and playing and playing, and mm. it, it teases you all along the way. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, especially Breath of the Wild, where it'll be like, oh, there's a weird thing over there. What would happen if I got to the top of that? And it's like, oh, there's a, there's a Korok seed or whatever. You know, they're very mm-hmm. much encouraging that. But I think a lot of that's very much like Nintendo's mentality, where it's like, here's a thing that you can see, but we're not going to tell you how to get there. And it's like, how do you get there? You know, that's very, right. it entices you to like do that. And then there's another thing, and it keeps you engaged in the game and all that. But, and I and I felt like on on the lines of that I felt like Ocarina was very much like the pacing was great and it's just everything there was always something happening to have you keep going and that's aside from all the extra like side quests that you can do and and all of that and I remember I don't know if you guys did this the first time you played it but when I first played it I thought that I was not going to be able to come back to Young Link so I like spent a long time doing the Young Link stuff because I didn't know that you could <laughs> go back and forth you know on the first time and I was like I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to come back, right? But then, yeah, you just put the sword back, and then you're young Link, which I thought was kind of like, 
I was like, ah, that doesn't work like that. I'm like, ah, but whatever. I'll allow it. That's fine. <laughs> go with How it. about, were you guys surprised by the Sheik reveal? What, Sheik of the Sheikas? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I did, did surprise I, me. I did think I the was. name was, I thought the name was kind of ridiculous. I was like, yeah, so your name's Sheik and you're a Sheika? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that can't be a real name. So I was, I was a little like. I was wondering about it, but no, it was really cool when you find out that it's, that it's Zelda and all that. Yeah. Did that get you though? Yeah. I'm trying to think it definitely, I, I think someone actually spoiled it for me. Like at school, like, you know, you're just talking or something on a break and they're like, Oh yeah. You know, it's amazing that she was, uh, you know, just Zelda all along. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) That's a terrible person. Exactly. Terrible. He's probably in jail now. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I could see like like what Jeremy was saying with uh with having the playing it at your friend's house and have him like sitting over your shoulder and commenting. I could see him oh. if he was really a dick and be like, Oh yeah, that's Zelda. Like, right when you get to speak and be like, Shut up, dude. <laughs> I used to work with someone like that who um I think this is around uh a time of Xbox three sixty and it was things like playing Mass Effect where they'd they be like, oh, have you played, you know, you played Mass Effect 2? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm playing through it right now. Like, you know, don't don't spoil anything. And then they just go, oh, you know, I'm, really, I'm playing it in the minute. I'm really loving it. And uh, I'm at that part where this happens and this happens. And, you know, after that, this. And it's like, I just said don't spoil it. Yeah, and they would do it anything. every single yeah. game. I don't know if it was deliberate or they just, yeah. like, didn't know what a spoiler was. <laughs> I don't know. I, re- I remember, like, I was thinking, I remember myself being, like, such a dick when I was younger. And, uh, like, especially for, like, like, because you remember Ocarina of Time, like the Skulltullas and like the family of Skulltulla guys that are mm. cursed and all that. Like, when you beat it, when you like get all of them, if you transform all of them, all you get is like 200 rupees or something like that, right? It's not really worth it to do it. And I remember telling people that in the dorms who were playing it and be like, you know, it's not really worth getting that thing. Like, I'd be like, you don't need to do that. It's like, they only give you 200 rupees. <laughs> and, I was, and I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm like, man, I was such a dick doing that. Like, not, I should just let them play the game instead of telling them that it wasn't worth doing and that they should go do something else. I remember doing I that to one of the people recently, yeah. like a couple months yeah. ago about the, about the, those characters, the, the, it's, I realize it's pronounced Skultula. Skultula, yeah, like tarantula. Like, it's supposed to be like yeah. tarantula. Yeah. Yeah. So I was always called, oh, Skultulas. I like the, uh, I, yeah. I just realized like six months ago, oh wait, it's like tarantula. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is. Skultula. <laughs> it is supposed to be Skultula, but I like Skultula because of like oh, the rhyming and all that. It sounds too much yeah. like spatula. Spatula. <laughs> Skultula, yeah. And that's not very threatening. Skultula City. Yeah. Aren't the ones have a different name, don't they? The, uh, the ones that hang off the wall, and they call like a skullwulchula or something. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that until the other week. Oh, where I was looking yeah. up on a like on a thing. And I was like, oh, that's an unusual name. Well, I know the um, I know the ones that you're collecting are golden skulltellas. Like that's mm. why then that's why they have the whatever the little icon that you get from them. But yeah, it's it's cool to it was cool to collect those again. And that like that speaking of noises, like that like. That you oh, hear that always yeah. triggers my mind to be like I'm like where is it where where is it <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> it really gets in your brain doesn't it you're like yeah. oh, I can't find it they actually did a really cool thing uh, I don't know if any of you guys played you probably didn't but uh, the Hyrule Warriors the like uh, the um, Dynasty Warriors Zelda game that they did yeah there's Skulltulas yeah. in there also and uh, you have to listen for them if you want to find them so you have to play it with your headphones on or like with the sound on and it does that too like when you're walking around it's like the and then you have yeah. to go find them. And I thought that was a really cool aspect of the game. It's the game is, you know, 
the game is whatever. I had I had a lot of fun with it, but I did I did find that kind of cool, like trying to find the skull yeah. like that within the within the Dynasty Warriors game. It gives you a little bit of a Zelda feeling there, like trying to find those bugs. It was a nice oh, addition, cool wasn't it? I, yeah. I have to say, I really enjoyed Hyrule Warriors. I played it on on the Wii U, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I got obsessed with it. You know, I, I played. I must have played something like 150 hours of that. Mm. Like it, yeah. You know, and it's it's just really is quite repetitive, but there's something quite relaxing about it. Well, there's. I think a lot of it is like the. Um, I think it's just like being in the world, like being in the Zelda world, and like all the unlockable characters that ended up because I ended up buying the season pass for it, and it was totally yeah. worth it because they put a lot of extra dudes in there. And it was just like just all the different things you could do. Like it ended up being, I think, a lot more fun than it really should have been. I guess for what it is, for how for how uh, for how um, simple it is and repetitive. And I also mm-hmm. loved like the um, the low poly characters. I mentioned it before on this game. Like I wish that they would do that. People would do more like low poly games. Like as like a you know instead of doing so much like eight bit and sixteen bit. I wish they would do yeah. more like PlayStation One sixty four style games. And you can get you can get a suit for like Link and Zelda. Link and Zelda and Ganondorf that look that are supposed to look like the 64 Link, so it's really cool. Like it's all like low poly, and they did that with Odyssey too, with the low poly Mario. But I, I just love that stuff. To, mm. You know, they, they do the callback to the original Ocarina and all that. Would you Would you guys ever like to see Ocarina of Time re released on the Switch? I mean, this is kind of like a yeah, no brainer, I mean, but sure. yeah. it's, it's it should be relatively easy for them to do it, right? They yeah. already remastered it or whatever for the 3ds, 3DS and yeah just take the 3d out right yeah yeah oh it'd be cool to see the 3ds version did did all of you guys play that one did you play the portable one I yeah. Did. yeah i played it I, I think it was on sale it was like some e3 sale and i ended up getting it for cheaper because i didn't want to pay full price for it because i've played the game a million times but it was a lot of fun to play through um really yeah i'd like to see both of those uh if they could like just like raise the resolution, like clean clean it up a little bit more, re-release it. I'm sure everybody would love to see a Zelda collection. Be nice to see the original 64 Ocarina one in the on their like online service at some point. Like I would love to see that in there. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. is there is there anything else you? I mean, we're I know we could talk forever about Ocarina of Time. But we're <laughs> kind of like we're we're kind of there. We're like almost like two hours here, so I want to kind of wrap it up, but. Is there anything that I've missed about? I know there's so much to talk about in Ocarina of Time, um, but is there anything that you guys want to add about it that you, that you think I might not have said yet? Or I've got one thing which may be of interest, which is For sure. um, I suppose Ocarina of Time, sort of a bit more current currently, is that there's a. There's a new mod. I only I only played it the other day uh, for the first time, but um, there's a site which is called Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time Randomizer. Um, oh yeah, which. I don't know if you guys have played it or seen it or anything. But it's oh. really quite cool. Where you, uh, so you 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 get like your, you have to use a ROM basically, and you can mm. play it on a on an original um, N64 using a using an EverDrive. It all completely works. And what you do is it's a program where you take your the Ocarina of Time sort of game file and you run it through it, mm. and it basically uh, just randomizes certain elements. So all oh. of the chests in the game, all the items. Uh, oh, they okay. all just get mixed up. So, so the Kokiri sword is, you know, at the start, whatever it is, it may not be in that chest. It could be in a chest in a dungeon somewhere. Oh, wow. Oh, no. And, so you'll never have yeah, the sword. Wow. How could you even do it if you don't have so, the sword? <laughs> well, this is the thing is like you have to then sort of like uh, they've sort of modified the game enough so that you can go between areas, you mm. know, and like doors are open and stuff like that. And they've yeah. taken out some of the cut scenes and sure. like shortened some. So I think it's very much aimed at speedrunners. But it's one of those things where you can find. I think you can open 
you start off with at least one of the medallions and I think you have to be able to you have to be able to get one of the um, uh, what's called the spiritual stones as long as you have one of them you can open up the temple of time or the sorry the door of time and get to the future oh, okay. and so you end up sort of having to pay in this re- play in this really random order oh, wow. where you're going to the dungeons and things and trying to get hold of you know all the all the different items and things like that and it's really cool like if you what you i mean if you randomize it you can only randomize it once like if you play it and then turn it off and turn it back on even if you clear the game, it will still be randomized in the same way. So if you want to do oh, it again, okay. you have to run it through see, the yeah. program again. Oh, that's but, interesting. Um, yeah. It's quite cool. You know, it's got a novel way to sort of shake it up because, mm. you know, like I was really lucky when I was testing the other day, like the, the second chest I uh, opened, I think it was on Mido's house. Mm. Uh, I opened up and it had the Kakiri sword in there. And I was like, <laughs> yes. <Nice>. You know, <laughs> wow. That's I've awesome. got the thing which I need. You know? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like some people, you know, the first thing they get is the Megas and Hammer and they can't use it. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, you'd have to you have to take those uh, guardians out of the first forest area. You know, like the guys that, that wait by the doors that are like, you have to have a sword to leave or you have to have blah, blah, blah to leave. You yeah, have, yeah. You'd have to get rid of those guys because if you can't get the sword in that area, you're fucked. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you can sort of go... But I thought for some reason, I thought the, the door of time was already open, but I must have misread it. I think... They must have made it so that you you get one of the spiritual stones. You know, oh, okay. you, there's no way you can't not get it, basically. Sure. Uh, but it's just really novel because like you open a random chest and it's like you've got you know uh, mm-hmm. you've got the arrow, uh, the light arrows or something oh, wow. like that. <laughs> wow. It takes crazy. away the sort of the significance of them in a way. But mm-hmm. um, but then you can I'm guessing people then formulate strategies for how they then try to play the game quickly because mm-hmm. they might be like, oh, I've got these items now and I know that this temple is the quickest to beat and I think you still have to beat the the temples to get the medallions at the end sure the, the medallions yeah. are randomized so you might get oh okay you know, oh, forest wow. one in the spirit temple or something oh wow is it presented by a different sage then at the end or is it still the same um, like would you be like oh, the, i don't yeah i don't know i think they might have taken I, I haven't played enough of it but i think those cutscenes are just probably like the... edited or something like that you okay. know yeah. it doesn't have the same story so, for example, um, you know, we we're talking about leaving Saria, or yeah. Salia, whatever yeah. she's called, uh, and, you know, you run out of the woods and she gives you the ocarina. It has that sort of, mm-hmm. sort of cutscene. Yeah. It's, it's completely different in the randomizer because you, you walk out <laughs> and it looks like it, it cuts to do the cutscene. Yeah. And then you don't see Saria or anything right. like that. And when I did it, um, because, again, it's randomized, so you, mm. you may or may not get the fairy ocarina at that point. Yeah. It just cut to Link. Holding his hands up with a, a piece of heart, going, <laughs> "Oh wow, a piece of heart," and then just that was it. You know? Oh wow, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's kind of weird." That moment for me. <laughs> so you would find like, so you'd find the ocarina in a in in like a in a treasure chest somewhere instead of like Zelda yeah, throwing it to you. Yeah, or something yeah. Like that. yeah. I, oh, actually, maybe maybe Zelda might Zelda may still give you the. Ocarina. I can't remember. Yeah. There's certain things they had to keep yeah. as is, or they had to tweak slightly just yeah. because otherwise it won't work. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, but largely you, yeah. it's random. So. Yeah, because she throws you the ocarina of time, like at the you know mm. when she gets when she takes off. Yeah. Uh, speaking of randomizer stuff, did you did you play? Uh, did all you guys play the Master Quest? And also speaking of the DD, of course, from earlier mm. with F Zero, did you guys play the Master Quest version where everything was kind of like different? Yes. Yeah. Played a little bit of it. I've never played all the way through it. Yeah, I pl- I played the GameCube, the re-release GameCube disc version of it, and I, the only thing I remember is that there's cows in uh, Jabu Jabu now. Which is probably the weirdest part. Oh, there, yeah. there are cow heads in the wall. <laughs> yeah, like there's actually cows in the dungeon. Yeah, there's cows like in the walls, like in Jabu Jabu. Like he's eating whole cows, 
and there's like their head and their heads are sticking out of the walls which i remember that being really weird but oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's an, that was Sorry. the one thing that was the most in in the master quest what i remember about master quest is that i lost that disc too the exact same way that i lost my original copy. <laughs> oh you lent it to somebody gave it to somebody hey you got to play ocarina it's a great game yeah. right? It was the origin of Z targeting. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Let him borrow <laughs> the disc. Mm. Gone. Yeah. The, the, the let, price you pay to teach people about Z targeting. Yeah. John. I know. <laughs> I would say like <laughs> let let that be a lesson. Don't lend games to anybody ever. Yeah, like, that was the last game I ever lent to anybody. I'm yeah. not joking. That was it. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing this again. I lost. I'm a, not going through this yeah. again. I lost a lot of movies in that way, but I don't think I ever lent a game to anybody. I try not to, like, especially if you're not going to see them that often, like, you'll probably never get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I it... thought um, Master Quest was very, uh, I don't know, to me, it's kind of like the B-roll of dungeon design, which I, I, I mean, it's still really good fun, but oh sure, yeah. it's, it's not as good as mm-hmm. the, the main quest. Well, yeah, because they've changed it around, but it's a nice, like, and they and they kind of like the cool thing is like they kind of like did that after that they continued it like um like on the 3ds one like once you beat it you can start it again and it is the master quest and yeah. I think it's funny that links that's where right hand link will show up there if you do the master quest he'll have the sword on the other hand and all that stuff and and some of them uh some of them flip everything like on the second time around because I think there's a master quest for Majora's Mask now in the 3ds version as well so. You know, so it's nice. It's a nice like added bonus. You know, like bringing go, going back to the original game where it's like you started again. Everything's kind of different. You know, I know Wind Waker. That's had, like the Wind Waker. It's like that Twilight too. Princess, where the whole game was reversed. Yeah, depending, depending on what version you, you play. Yeah. The GameCube version. Yeah, I think that's what they were referencing with the 3DS re-release, where they would put the put it on his other hand. You know, to be like, oh, now he's right-handed. Mm-hmm. It's the crazy right-hand link, which is now the link, I guess. Which sucks. I always liked Link being left-handed because I'm left-handed too. So I was like, "Yeah, likewise." He's likewise. like me. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, if there's nothing else to say about, I mean, like I said, there's a lot to say about Ocarina of Time. It's an amazing game. If any of you listeners have not played it, make sure and get it. And I don't know what is the sick is the cart like going for a lot still, Martin? Like uh, for um, for a resale, like uh, for I, the sixty-four game. Yeah. Don't think it goes for like a massive amount. I can't. I don't know about every every region. I think it's one of those games. It's like it's like GoldenEye and Mario Kart and mm-hmm. Mario sixty four, where even now it's still it holds its value. So I think yeah, in yeah. the UK, you know, you could expect to spend twenty five to thirty pounds. I haven't looked recently. It could mm-hmm. even be more than that because the prices of, of all N sixty four games have gone up so much. But oh sure. Um, but yeah, you know, it's one of those ones. It's it's always got a value. People always want to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I would think I would guess that it'd be around like forty to sixty, maybe like uh, American dollars. But yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I I haven't like I said, I still have my original copy. Thankfully, I didn't lend it to anybody to experience sea targeting or anything like that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but so I do still have it. So I haven't been in the market for looking for it. But I'm sure, like in the box and all that, it would be at least like a hundred bucks, if not more. Is what is what I would think. But. Yeah, it's an excellent game. You can get it. You can get it for cheap. I mean, you can get it on the cheap for 3ds. Super if you have a 3DS. Like you can find yeah. this game all over the yeah. place. Well, you can buy yeah. it for Wii. You can buy it for Wii U. Like it's been re-released. Uh, I'm hoping for you know we all would love to see a Switch re-release on it. But and there were the GameCube re-releases, of course. Like a couple different ways you can get it on that. So it it is around. But yeah, it's an excellent game. If you haven't played it, I feel like it still holds up pretty well today. Like I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't feel like I, I felt like I had a good time playing it. Like aside from it, how incredibly slow Link moves, I still think it's very playable nowadays. And 
yeah, it's worth. You should check it out, Jeremy. Like, give it, give it a try again. Like, just, uh, just boot it up and give it a go. We could always do like a Friday night uh, stream or something on it. You know, Say, I don't to. own the 3DS version, but I believe I own four other versions. Yeah, you, the, have, you have the, <laughs> I have the GameCube. I yeah. one of the GameCube ones, the Master Quest one. Then I got the uh, original cartridge, and I've got it on my Wii and my Wii U. I think yeah. that's the four I have. Play it on 64, man. You got to use that the Trident. Use that Trident of power again. Got to use that guy. Actually, one the one thing I like about the old 64 controllers, you can kind of play it with one hand. You can just hold it in the middle and move around. That's yeah. what I was doing. That's that's one thing I'll say about that <laughs> controller. Some people don't like it, but I still like it. Whatever. But yeah, definitely check it out and uh, check out uh, n64today.com if you haven't. Uh, it's a great website. And thank you again for being on the show. Uh, I don't. I couldn't imagine doing an Ocarina of Time episode without you, Martin. So I'm glad we were able to have you back. Okay, you about it. It's being really good yeah. fun because you know know a lot of extra details and all that. And of course, like you know, we'd love to have you on again for another sixty four thing. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a lot more to talk about. You know, I mean, I, you know, we're, we're Nintendo, so we're Nintendo podcast here, so we we're all about talking about sixty four stuff. But yeah, I love what you're doing over there. Uh, make sure and check out the 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 um, Body Harvest review. It's uh, totally worth it. It's a great game to. Uh, to read about maybe play if you have it that one's probably not too expensive now i mean i don't know how rare that one is but yeah it's a good thing to look back on especially with how far rock stars come from that but cool mm-hmm. and uh yeah and your um your twitter is uh n64 today right is, is that, that is correct okay. yep yeah and of course n64.today.com is where you will find it or find you at so make sure and check that out and you can find us at uh nintendomainpodcast.com um uh, Nintendo underscore domain on Twitter and JMAX stack on Twitter. And, uh, you know, of course, like twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast, uh, youtube.com slash fingmater, F I N G M A T E R is where you can find all of us. And, uh, yeah, and that's our episode. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson, Jerry Mikowski, John Litter, and special guest. I did what? Cool. And, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you later. And make sure and watch my stream later. <laughs> Keep on smashing. <laughs>
any of the listeners want to uh, borrow Zelda, mm. go to somebody else. I'm not going to give you my copy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think I think I I think I got that.